from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? This is Mike. What's up, Mike? Uh, just calling in to uh, request you guys to play some 5 and 7. I haven't heard in a while. And- uh, right. I-, I don't know if you heard, Mike. We don't play 5 and 7 anymore. We don't? No. What? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah, I trolled both of you. Oh. I was like, what the hell? I mean, I know I don't pay attention to the group chat all that often, but I was like, did we shell five and seven? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I freaking oh, love that game. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, of course, Mike. Awesome. All right, buddy. Give us a couple minutes, okay? All right, sounds good. Right on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, man, we have not played this game in forever. This is five and seven. A Roz and Mocha original game. If this is your first time hearing 5 and 7, this is how we play. We will ask Dammit Mori to name five things. Dammit Mori has seven seconds to name those five things. Very simple. Uh, Dammit Mori, how are you? Nervous as hell. By design, uh, I've made this very winnable. Dammit oh. Mori. By wow. design. Uh, it is the holidays. We're all getting ready for Christmas. Uh, this, damn it, Maury, is my gift to you. Let me take my glasses off. Which is a very, very winnable round of five and seven. So, in this version of five and seven, we should be able to hear this multiple times. Right. Winner. Instead oh of hearing this that gets played all the time. Loser. Correct. Oh, that just shot right through my heart. Damn it, Maury. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Name five types of trees usually used as Christmas trees. Okay, real, fake, spruce, um, pine, loser. <laughs> you gotta match that real or fake as an answer. Would have accepted a fir, spruce, pine, cedar, cypress. Uh, even if you had just gone through all the different kinds of fir trees, I would have been fine with that. Uh, I would but, argue uh, with you on the, the fake one. Should we, be on. You still didn't get it right, though. Uh, no, sure. Right. So you no, got it wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, damn it, Maury. Mm-hmm. In order and starting at the first, name the first five things on the list of the 12 days of Christmas. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me um, <laughs> a partridge in a pear tree. Um, loser. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Without the timer. Wait, was that wow. right? Was name, that right? Name, name the first the five, five from starting at one. It part, it's partridge, okay, partridge in a pear tree. My true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love oh my gave God. to me two drummers drumming, three steaks of burning. No. <laughs> okay. Three no, steaks of burning? A partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yeah. Two lovers loving. No, two turtle doves. Oh. And I have three, two turtle doves. Three, three, oh, three, three drummers drumming. Three, three, 
fruits in a bowl. French hens. Four, four turtle duck. Cars. Calling birds. Five. Okay. Four turtle doves. Five. Five golden. Rings? Yes. Oh. So five. Golden rings. There we go. Okay. Wow. I, I, I thought that this was a very winnable round of uh, five and seven. Damn it, Maury. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Name five movies with Christmas in the title. Christmas Vacation, Four Christmases. Um, Christmas with the Cranks. Um, um, Christmas Vacation. Okay, you said three, and one of them was repeated as your fourth. What are you talking about? You said, you Christmas, said Christmas Vacation, vacation. first. Did I? Yes. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, A Christmas Story, oh. A Very Merry Christmas, Cinderella Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Chronicles, Christmas Chronicles 2. Christmas Chronicles oh, 2. <laughs> uh, I would have even, uh, the brand new one, uh, A Castle for Christmas, that new Brooke Shields movie that's just on there. Uh, okay, uh, damn it, Maury. Mm-hmm. Give me the first five words of the little drummer boy. Oh, and they told him pa pum pum Incorrect. Go again. <laughs> wow. You are disgusting, right? man. You are so gross. <laughs> when you're nervous, you get gassy, and it's so unbecoming. And unprofessional. Like, and just unprofessional. You want to try again? Yes, of course. Okay. That okay. was my plan. Okay. Question again, Roz, please. Uh, Maury, give me the first five words of the little drummer boy. Okay. And they told me pa pum pum the newborn king to see. Incorrect. 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 Uh, come, they told me pa pum pum. Come, oh, they told me. Okay, we got one left. Maureen, you better get this. this so painful. And I, I honestly did. I made a very winnable round of five and seven. Uh, damn it, Maury, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Maury, name five words that rhyme with turkey. Lurky, spurky, um... Furky, turkey, lurky, spurky, murky. I'm going to question whether those some of those were actual words. They weren't. I think I heard you say murky. What is that? Is what is what is spurky? I don't. This is a, there's a work in progress. No, but what is spurky? To I don't you? know. I'm just words are coming out. I'm trying to get stuff. Okay, would have accepted murky. Yes, mm-hmm. jerky. Yes, uh, quirky. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, much like mocha. Perky. Or, okay, would yeah. Have accepted perky. Yeah. Um. No, it's done, man. You lost. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, happy holidays. That was my gift to you, Moore. It was supposed to be oh, a win. Oh, make me feel like a loser? <laughs> wow. You said it. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't even going to remotely say that. I was going to say um, maybe you better, you know, you'll do better the next time around and wish you luck until you did a great job uh, despite being such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hello, this is the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey. Guys, my name's Ari. I called you guys like six years ago. I used to call in. Do you guys remember? Six years? <laughs> Listen, dog. I have a pretty good memory, but to say that you called one time six years ago, I can honestly say no. But, Ari, welcome oh, back fair. to the Ross and Mocha show. That's fair. I just wanted to make a return. Whatever. Okay. What, did we, what did we talk about six years ago? I used to call in. I would be in a carpool in the middle school, and for like a week straight, me and my friends carpooled and like made up stories. No, not kind of made up stories about how we ha- we were having these girl problems, and you guys were giving us advice for like a week. It was great. <laughs> it was the high- it was the highlight of middle school, to be honest with you. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Wow, yeah, Ari. So, awesome. how old are you now? And what's your life like? I am twenty three. Life is good. Went to 
business school and now I'm working as a brand manager. So I always kind of wanted to be like, when we were doing that, I wanted to be a radio host and now I'm kind of working in marketing. So kind of entertainment. I don't know. Um, How are you in the, in the, uh, in the, the love department? Did any of the advice that we gave you those years ago come in handy? Yeah. It, it definitely came in handy, not just for me, but for my friends. We used to joke about it all the time in university, so definitely came in handy. I really appreciate you guys. Actually, the best radio station, so I really appreciate it. So, okay, so wait. So when you were in junior high, you and your dingbat friends would call up while, yeah. you were, while you were carpooling, and you would make up, like, scenarios where you guys needed advice on ladies that you actually didn't have problems with because there were no ladies. So we gave you that advice. But then yeah. years later, you're saying that when you guys actually did have lady problems, the advice we gave you when you were trolling us actually turned out to be pretty solid advice. You hit the nail right on the head. That See? is exactly what Damn. happened. Wow. There that we la- go. Ladies or dudes? Uh, ladies. Okay, ladies. Okay. Ladies. For everybody in that like, carpool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we did get in trouble because we went to a Jewish um, middle school. Yeah. And they didn't like that we were calling in because everyone was kind of talking about it. So they, they kind of told us to cut it out. Oh, you got junior high famous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kings of the school. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Like your, your, uh, your teachers were telling you to not call into the show anymore because you guys were like on the radio talking about girls? It got to the level of like the vice principal. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Ari. <laughs> All right, Ari. Well, it was great to uh, reconnect with you again all these years later. Thank you for checking back in. Um, It was, you know, it makes us happy that uh, we have your your continued support. Um, You know, you're one of the one of the people. You're one of the reasons why we uh, we love doing this show. Hundred percent. Thanks, guys, and and all the best to you as well. All the best. Uh, Before we let you go, because you have been such a uh, longtime fan of the Raza Mocha show. Between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Hey, you ever kiss a girl? I have kissed a girl, okay. and the person who gave the best advice was Roz, so I'm going with Roz. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, oh! Wait, sorry. did he give you advice on girls or, like, how to kiss a girl? It wasn't, it was, like, how to handle these situations. It was, like, way too mature yeah. for, like, people who were friggin', like, <laughs> 13 years old. Yeah. But it was, it was, it, it, like, we kept it. It locked deep in our memories, so it was useful later on. And how, how old are you now? 23. 23. So, yeah. Have, have you French the girl? I have no idea what that means. I have no idea. 23 <laughs> man. Yeah. You never, yeah. You never Frenched anybody? It's, it's when you use your tongue, bro. Oh, my God. I got to hang up. I don't know. Gonna <laughs> I, you know, it's gonna, your, your junior high rabbi is going to call you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Love you lots, Ari. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Have a good one. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Deepa, what did you just say about your husband? Oh, come on. Okay. Oh, what? what did you just say? <laughs> I, I said- didn't have my headphones on. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Go ahead. <laughs> All I said was I learned some interesting things about him last night. Learn, but who's him? My husband. Okay. Tall. You learned okay. some But you guys have known each other since you were 12. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very long time. Uh-huh. So I this guess is, still learning new things. <laughs> yeah, okay. It sounds very dramatic, but it's not dramatic at all. Okay. So. You guys are so at home? or you guys at are home. Uh-huh. Yeah. He asks me for a head massage because he had a stressful day. And I was like, yeah, of course. I love giving head massages. Okay. And I think I give the best head massages in the world. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. One, what makes a good head massage and why do you feel that you give the best head massages I think in the world? pressure, yeah. both hands and all around the head, all okay. spots, right? Okay. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, I can nail this. And I could, I was looking at him and he's like, you know, falling asleep. He's enjoying it. Oh, yeah. 
And then I was like, hey, can I get a head massage too? And he was like, okay. And I usually don't ever get head massages, so I was so excited. Uh-huh. This dude took his hand and all five fingers just started to scratch one section of my head. And then within five seconds, it went to one finger scratching one part of my head. And he just, it was like he had laser focus. And he's just scratching and scratching. I'm like, ow, like ow, picking ow, at you. ow. Like yeah, picking at like you. Picking my scalp. I'm like, Paul, what are you doing? He's like, I'm giving you a head massage. I'm like, no, you're making my scalp bleed is Has, what you're doing. Have you guys never had massage in your relationship before? Like you never like I, lie down on the ground and then he jumps on your back and sort of rubs no, you down? I usually and, I usually do that. I usually am the one giving the head massages. Right. But what about like a back massage? Like you don't massage um, each other. You're not that kind of couple. No, or not Or haven't really. been. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, but like, is there a chance that maybe he was doing such a poor job because, because he, he doesn't want to be know. asked all the time now? He, it might actually be that. But I was like, how do you not know how to give a head massage? Like you're taking one finger and scratching one point in my yeah. head for God knows uh, how long. And then I was like, you know what? I think I want to share the story. And he's like, if you share the story, you got to sign something that says that I get 20 free head massages from you. Oh, oh, so, I so have to print vouchers now to give to oh, him. Oh, because you t- talked about on the radio. Yeah. Oh. For 20 free <laughs> head massages that what? he can just oh, no. get any time what, he wants. Let me ask you, what other, what other deals do you guys have? That's it. That's oh, the only okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will say, I will say this in, in, uh, in, in Thalal's offense, defense, okay, mm-hmm. is this. Making it even isn't always the best play when it comes to those types of things right. in a relationship. So if if he comes home and is like, oh, my God, I had the worst day, everything else. Can you please just give me a head massage, right? You give him the head massage. Don't ask for one in return. But what if okay? I had a worse day? It, it, but that, that's not what it's about then, right? So on the next day, right, maybe a day later, be like, oh, my God, remember the day you had yesterday? Get head massage, fixed yeah. everything had that day today get on it and then because otherwise because here's the thing okay if you get a head massage Mm -hmm. and it's so good and you're in that zone of where your eyes are like barely open and you just like so relaxed you're so relaxed and you're loving life and then somebody goes okay snap out of it now do me right that is not what you want at that moment right i'm like no just let me be in this moment right yeah, now he was probably like you, in a certain vibe yeah. at that moment like he was smiling eyes closed and i was yeah. like I'll be back yes no because <laughs> so what you wound up doing was you gave yeah. a great head massage yeah. and then you ruined it okay but in my defense i've like i always gave him head massages so i was like this <sighs> I'm getting a nice vibe. No, I want to feel nice. So I was like, can I please have the head massage? No, you save that. You don't get one then. So then I'll never get one ever. No, then you just ask on a night where he's not wanting one. Like you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Now I know that his head massages suck. Right. So I probably will never ask him for another one. Do what I do. Whenever I want my foot tickled and I'm lying on the couch and Catherine is sitting there, I just start like creeping my foot up like her body until my big toe is under her chin. And then I just (laughs) flick her chin with my big toe. Please wow. tell me you washed your it's, it's feet a, before you it's, do it's this. It's a completely non-verbal uh, proposition, too. Yeah, and it sure always she loves it. It, all, it, all, it, all, <laughs> it always works. Anyway, oh, congratulations, <laughs> Lol. You got 20 head massages. There you go. Yay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, we've been getting submissions. People who are listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast and uh-huh. have speed. Uh, Zi Chun Mo is the latest Razamoka fan to send one in from episode 227 of our podcast. He found a 
conversation that was ridiculous to begin with right. slowed it down half speed because it was discovered that when you listen to the podcast at half speed, uh, it sounds like you and I are like so drunk. Wasted, which I didn't even know you could do listen to something at half speed. Why so the conversation, the ridiculous conversation sounds even more ridiculous and almost unbelievable. All right. What do we got? Uh, this one's called Sticky Balls. Sticky Balls. It, it was from the summertime when we were talking about how Major League Baseball uh, were giving oh. umpires the power to, like, enforce rules on pitchers or teams using, like, a sticky substance on the ball that would... Affect the way the ball travels through the air, affect the way, you know, if it gets hit, affect its trajectory. Gotcha. Um, So. Sticky balls. Sticky balls. Yeah. And it sounds like this at half speed. Did you see all this stuff about the sticky balls? Sticky balls? Sticky balls. What's sticky balls? Sticky balls. Who has sticky balls? They all have sticky balls. (laughs) Who's sticky balls? Everybody's balls are sticky. And it's a whole thing right now. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. Was there sticky balls at the Jays game yesterday? No, maybe not. But they're saying that this is one of the reasons why um, pitchers are slowly going downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see all this stuff about the sticky balls? Sticky balls? Sticky balls. What sticky balls? Sticky balls. Who has sticky balls? <laughs> they all have sticky balls. <laughs> so if you find a moment in the podcast, a ridiculous conversation that you want to slow down, uh, DM it to us. You can do a screen recording. Let us know the uh, timestamps, what episode it is. We'll play it on the radio. Um, thank you very much. Z Chun Mo. Yeah, and you also, your submission. And you get a great shout out too. That's yeah, the best part. Of course. <laughs> sticky balls. <laughs> Who has sticky balls? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo. Yeah. How you doing? What's going on? I'm good. Yeah. The chair that you're sitting on right now. Yes. Is it lower than normal? No. Oh. Why? You just seem a lot lower today. Really? Like, like, or were you like just like really slouch? I slouch normally. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah. I have terrible posture. Oh, okay. I, but I'm comfortable that way. I like leaning forward, right? Like, yeah. I like just like, I don't know. I, I prefer it. Like, even if I'm at home, uh-huh. drives Catherine crazy because I will sit, if I'm watching something, yeah, I like to sit like right on the edge of the couch and okay. then just and put my like my elbows on my knees and lean forward. With your hands, just sort of like dangling dangling between my legs. Hold on. Like you're watching a really important moment in a basketball game. Yeah, that's how I sit. Like this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like like almost like a a gargoyle statue. No, no. Okay, so imagine. Okay, here, look, look, look. Like real sad. No, no, no. Imagine. Okay, sit the way you would. You are courtside at the Raptors. Yeah. Okay, and there's like four seconds left on the clock. Raptors possession. Okay, so my elbows are on my thighs. Yes. Leaning forward. Yeah, I'm leaning yeah, forward. Yeah. You're more forward than this? No, no, that's about right. Yeah. And then like I have my hands like clasped. Together. Yeah, yeah. That's how I that's how that's that's my most comfortable position when I'm at home on the couch. 
For hours like that? Hours. I can sit hours. And then Catherine will take her hand and put it on my chest and push me back. Yeah. Because it makes her uncomfortable that I don't look on that I don't look comfortable. Yeah, because you look like you're um about to leave. <laughs> yeah. Like you have somewhere to go. Like, yes. like I'm just gonna watch this part quick and then I'm gonna go to the bathroom or I'm gonna go to the fridge. I'll be right back. hundred percent. I look like I'm not fully committed to the night. Uh-huh. Right? Like I I may just get up and leave in a, at a moment's yeah. notice. But I like watch I I'll watch a half a movie like that. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like lying down on the couch sometimes, or like sometimes. leaning back, like leaning back all the way like No, this. because I'm so tall. I I don't I can't put my head on the back of the couch, right? Oh, like if gotcha. I go to put my head on the back of the couch, my head hits the wall. But doesn't your back hurt like from leaning forward that way? No. For so long? Um, my back hurts always, right? So yeah. it's it's like... But it doesn't feel weird like when you stand up, right? And you stand up straight. Yeah. Or when you stand up, you stand up and then like immediately... <sighs> yeah. Like your, yes. your spine curves. Yes. Like so like, yes. Like, well, no, but if I'm sitting at the kitchen table, yeah. like on my computer, I've told you this before. If I'm sitting at the kitchen table on my computer and I'm there for a while, Catherine will just walk up behind me, put one hand on the small of my back, one hand on my chest and straight me out yes and then you immediately fall back into position yes yeah I, yeah I fold like I'm jelly right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I go and then I, I slowly s- like slink back down like I like it when my my uh I like when my so first of all I sit really really close to tables so the table mm-hmm. is on my stomach like I can feel the edge of the table on my stomach mm-hmm. and then I lean forward yeah to where my rib cage pokes on the top of the table Oh my god! Right, okay. I lean forward and then I take one hand and I put it over the entire right side of my face and I look through my fingers while I'm looking at my. Computer. You look through your middle and yeah. ring finger. Yeah, and then between your ring finger and pinky finger yeah. is where your nose goes. Yeah, yeah, that's comfortable for me. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's like yeah, I feel that safe. position there is yeah. like you're dreading life. Yeah, I know. That's how you sit at the table. Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm working. But how do you? Oh, when you're working. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I thought you meant like that's how you eat. <laughs> I thought like you move your hand just to get the fork <laughs> or the spoon, and then you know, I think your hand just shoves back no, over your face. No, no, no. I have terrible posture. <laughs> I'm, it's the worst. It's the worst posture, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the most dangerous toys you can give your kids. This is uh, according to uh, stats on the amount of injuries that have been uh, that have resulted from specific toys. Please so, don't say Nerf gun. Please don't say Nerf gun. Please don't say Nerf uh, gun. No, Hot Wheels on the list. What? Um, the small pieces, choking hazards, everything else. My son love. He's, he's got so many Hot Wheels at home. Frisbees and boomerangs are on the list. Oh, we got Frisbees for the dog. Uh, dolls and action figures, darts, uh, uh, toy so boxes, tricycles, balloons are on the list. But what the top balloons. two, though, the top two, what is the most dangerous toy you can buy for a kid? The most dangerous thing you can buy for your kid uh, that have caused over 190,000 oh. injuries since 2016. I think I know. What? Crayons? No. Because they stick them up their nose? Razor scooter. What? The scooters. Why? Because they're dangerous and kids fall off them and then they don't wear helmets and they don't do this. Well, they then, should be wearing helmets. Okay, well, who knows, though? I'm just saying that, listen, it's, a, it's the most dangerous toy you can get for a kid. 100,000 uh, injuries since 2016. Number two on the list, balls. Huh? Balls. Why? Because they get hit in the face? Yeah. So all kinds of balls, too. Like different sizes. Like uh, footballs, baseballs, any other type of ball. Golf ball. Golf ball. Balls have racked up 
uh, almost twice as many victims as uh, uh, any other toys on the list. So balls, very... What are you laughing at? What's so funny, Maury? You want to come out here and tell everyone why you're laughing? No. What? No? Okay, I don't know, You're talking man. about children's safety here, I don't know. I'm talking about hurt children. What's Get, so funny? Children how, getting hurt? How, ball, funny? how balls have hurt tons of kids. Why is that funny to you? Is, is it because you don't have children of your own? It's because, like, it's because, it's because, like, yeah, feel free, man. Anyway, so listen, mm. um, balls, sh- kids should not handle them or don't give them as gifts, I guess is what they're saying, because mm. unless you monitor the child's, uh, what they do with their balls. <laughs> Guys, okay. what's so funny? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, that includes, again, footballs. I guess it's so immature. Baseballs. Grow up. And all other types of balls. I know. I don't know why. Am it's I so the stupid. only, like, mature person I don't understand. In this room? I don't get it. Also, kids, yeah. wear your friggin' helmets. Right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, especially, especially when you're playing with balls. Right? It's dangerous, man. Get one of those in the eye. Right to the hospital. You go. Honestly, right. I work with all children it's here. It's the holidays too. Yeah, shut up. You're just as much fun as he is. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I never heard of the story of the the woman from Ninety Day Fiance who sells her farts. Huh? Did you hear this story? No. Stephanie from Ninety Day Fiance. Okay. What do you know about Ninety Day Fiance? Anything? For also also selling your farts for cash. That is a. There's not many many things in life where you could say that women hold the advantage over men. Like, let's just be honest, right? And I mean that in a very pro-women kind of way. The mm-hmm. world isn't designed that way. Selling your farts is one of the things. Women can make far more money selling their farts than, oh, men, yeah. than men can make For guys, we're farts, just disgusting right? pigs at that no, point. Because guys aren't going to buy farts from guys. Right. Right? Oh, facts. Okay, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you're, like, you have tapped into a market where the consumer is, I would say, 100% male Mm -hmm. and that buying population is not interested in purchasing farts from other women that is attracted to this stephanie no but what you can you name me one you name me one woman who wants to buy a fart in a jar even from uh from their idol nobody name me a guy nobody uh there's tons of guys so give me some names i don't know any guys but there's i I don't know any women then i'm just saying there might be this woman made forty five thousand dollars in a week selling her farts in jars Sorry, say that number again this woman made forty five thousand dollars in one week selling her farts in jars women are not buying those wow Good for you, Okay, Steph. women Stephanie are not buying name? those yet. So here, do you want to hear her explain it? I guess. Okay. Like how she farts in a jar? No, no, no. First of all, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, first really? of First of all, it's all her. <laughs> she takes it so Wait, seriously. Here's a question. Before you, yeah. <laughs> Let's say she is out and about, right? Yes. Does she travel with jars? Okay. So the the way she explains it, but she doesn't necessarily explain like how she puts the fart in the jar. She explains the preparation to get the perfect fart for the jar. Hey guys, today I'm going to be showing you a day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. So I like to get things rolling with some beans, a protein muffin, sometimes even a yogurt, less sugar is better, some hard-boiled eggs, and today I decided I was going to make myself a protein shake with some yogurt added to it, and oh, I was feeling it for sure. Uh, While I wait for those farts to develop, I like to read, I'm very smart, love to read, and then after I'm ready to go, 
go, I go ahead and, you know, do my work, do my job. I don't need to show you that, guys, but I like to add in little flower petals. I feel like they attach the scent and make it last longer. And when I'm finally finished with my jar, I like to leave a personalized note. Now, why do people buy my farts in a jar? I honestly think it's because I have a really good personality and also because I'm hot. Okay. Okay. $100 a jar. She's made $90,000 so far. She made $45,000 in one week. I honestly think it's because I have a really good personality and also because I'm hot. Right. (laughs) Give me those stats again. (laughs) Okay. Uh, She made $45,000 in one week, apparently, and uh, $90,000 so far selling her farts. And this is, uh, what's your name? Stephanie Stephanie Maddow from uh, 90 Day Fiance. Wow. What happens if you're driving in the car and you feel one? That well, I yeah, like I in mean, the passenger seat. Does she have jars there and she'll like hold? In yeah, the fart I, and then I, pull I, over on the side. Well, I guess it's like uneaten food at a buffet at the end of a shift, right? It's like it goes to waste. You're not going to make money off that. You think turkey close, leg? Close <laughs> nobody, her, nobody was here to buy when it. She feels it. You think closer on or she? I, I I don't know. I don't removes. know. I'm, I, I, I don't know the business of selling farts in a jar, right? Mm. Like you're looking at me like I'm some sort of expert. I'm trying to report I'm the just, news. I'm just intrigued right now. Yeah, I know. But you're looking at me like I have answers. Like I have all the information that you have based on what we've just talked about. Wow. I have no more information than you That's do. That's a lot of money. Right. A right. ton of money she made. It's $90,000. That is Ooh. a ton of money. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Stephanie Motto from 90 Day Fiance made huge news yesterday. And she's from 90 Day Fiance. I think she was part of the first same-sex couple on 90 Day Fiance, if I'm not mistaken. But more important, above all of that stuff, what made her famous, you know me and I have incredible respect for expert-level trolling. Okay. And Stephanie Motto lit up social media yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, when she revealed that she has been selling and not only just selling, but making an incredible amount of money. Uh, she said that she's made a hundred thousand dollars so far from selling her farts in a jar. Wow. <laughs> now the, the complaints started to come in, the criticism started to come in, really? but my favorite part about this, and what makes this troll job just so incredible is that the complaints weren't that she's lying or that it's what the complaints were that the farts are too expensive. The complaints were that her whole operation is a ripoff because uh, it's $1,000 for a fart in a jar. As in, like, $100 is fine, but you can't charge 1000 oh, for a so fart in a jar. nobody had a problem with her farting in jars. I mean, people did have that problem. They had a problem with the price tag. Thank you. So, here, so here is Stephanie's um, rebuttal to the criticism. <laughs> Rebut? Thank you. I see what you did there. One of Thank the things you. I told myself when I began this new flatulence business was that the number one most important thing to me was going to be customer satisfaction. <laughs> I wanted every single person who purchases my farts to feel that they were getting a deal, a good deal, and they were receiving a product that a lot of care, heart, and love went into. And people are saying to me, oh, $1,000 for one jar of farts, that's so much money, that's such a ripoff, but I was offering a deal that was 50% off. And when you take into account the cost of shipping and handling, Uh the amount of food that I have to eat in order to produce the farts, 
farts, right. the amount of energy and exertion that goes into creating those farts, uh -huh. and the flower petals that go into the fart jars, which then capture the scent. Yes. And then also every single fart jar comes with a handwritten note huh? that takes time, uh -huh. it takes paper, it takes ink, right. it takes willpower, it takes strength, willpower. it takes time, time equals money. So when you really total yeah. up ink. everything, all of the effort and the <laughs> natural resources that go into creating this once in a lifetime once product, a lifetime. Yep. then it really is a good deal when you think about it. Ink. Wow. Ink. The production costs Ink. are through Ink. the roof. And uh, Stephanie ended it off with this. So the people that are coming at me saying, oh, who the hell would pay $1,000 or $500 for a fart? That's way too much money. What I have to say to those people is like, walk a mile in my shoes. You try to make farts every single day, multiple times a day. It's not easy. Wow. Wow. I mean. I mean. Now, come on now. Guys, I gotta go. I gotta buy I was, paper. I, I gotta was, get ink. I was with you. You know what I mean? I was right there with you. I'm even even uh, willpower, pen, and ink. But uh, but yeah, uh, that does not sound like the difficult part. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tom Holland did hot ones. Hot ones. Oh, the Hot chicken wing ones. show. Yeah, that's the chicken wing show where Love they it. sit with the guy and he does the interview and then they keep dipping in sauces, yeah. chicken wings, and progressively just keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. That's uh, where the uh, meme or the gif of um, Idris Elba with his eyes water and coughing comes from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> had, that episode, he had a hot one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's one clip about Tom Holland talking about other things. Um, but uh, but play, I have to, I have to play clip number two for me. So this is like, people have freaked out on this show before, right? Where they really sort of lose it and they can't take heat at all. Yeah. And like Tom Holland's reaction is like, up there really yeah oh his face man more oh, than idris my. elba no i don't i don't know if it's more than idris elba but it doesn't go well for the poor kid the bone oh wow oh yeah oh no i didn't even put it in my mouth and <laughs> oh Whoa. just on his hands <gasps> victoria just went like this oh no mm -hmm. oh mate oh mate <laughs> oh, no. that is so bad uh-huh <laughs> you and me same page there <sighs> oh no <laughs> Do you finger lick or do you, you at this no, stage I'm, are you no. just I just survived. Oh my god, that at this so stage bad. I just survived. Poor guy. Oh my god, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's dry. time to try this lemon mm -hmm. trick. If this is a joke and this is gonna make it worse. We're not setting you up, not setting you up. I don't know if it'll help that much. That doesn't help. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anything will. I don't think anything will. Oh, man. I'm going to have to walk this off for a second. Yeah, yeah. Take a lap. Take a lap. We've seen some laps on this show. <sighs> Are you not allowed to, like, do or have anything no, else can. to alleviate yeah. the... The experience alleviate the pain that you're feeling at the moment? No, 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 you can. You can, oh, you can. Uh, but there are, I know you were talking about the Idris Elba um, clip where he's, uh, his eyes are watering yeah, and, and everything coughing. else. The memes that are coming out from the Tom Holland one is the first time, the first link that I click when you Google Tom Holland hot ones is there's a montage of 43 seconds of just Tom Holland sucking his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. 
I want to know. Can you find out what sauce it was, Maury? That uh, do they tell you what sauce it what sauce it was? It yeah. Have, if if you go to their YouTube page, it should have in the description. Yeah, it's like a half hour episode. though, right? I don't want. I can't go through that whole. No, thing. No, no. That's in the description of the episode. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Okay, hold on. Let me let me look at that because I'm like really curious as to. Uh, Poor Tom Holland. Which one it was? Now, do you think that they randomly select the sauces, not necessarily for the person that they're interviewing? So they do it two, one right. of two ways. They they already know we have all these sauces. We're going to use these for for all the shows, no matter yeah. who the guest is. Or do you think that they do research on the people that are going to be on the show and right. do a little bit of digging, find out what their tolerance is for? Hot food, and then yeah, I don't know because because what? Which one is it, Maury? The bomb. Oh, it's called the bomb. I've never seen that one before. Oof. It has a picture of a bomb. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. That looks oh, good. So Do you hot. know who can handle spicy food really well? Who is um, Kristen Bell? Really? You ever seen Kristen Bell when she did? You know the one chip challenge? Yeah. That uh, Pocky Diablo whatever chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You ever, watch, watch. If you get a chance, watch Kristen Bell do the one chip challenge. Uh huh. Doesn't even flinch. Really? Like nothing. It's like it. It looked fake. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like nothing happens. She just sits there. They should get her on hot ones. Yeah, I know. She's got that new show called uh, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. So I watched a trailer for that. What do you right? see as the well, yeah. I watched a trailer for that. Yeah. That looks exactly like there was another movie on Netflix earlier this year. Right. I can't remember the name of it, but the woman, it was the almost the exact same thing. She thinks she sees a murder right. in the apartment across the street. Yes. And she drinks a little bit too much. And I think she's on pills as also, well. Yes. But she befriends like that family across the street, like their son, because she's like right. a psychiatrist. Yes. What was that? Do you know Isn't that, that called Woman in the Window? On Netflix, yeah, came this, out this year. This, yes. Yeah, this, yeah. Yeah. This is sort of a take on take that, on right? Like it's oh, a, it's sort of like okay. the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, because it's always like yes. the woman in the house or the girl in the window, right? Like they always have those kinds of uh-huh. those kinds of titles. Maury, what yeah, is it? It's like Rear Window almost too. Then, right from back in the very, day. very close to that. Yes. Or yes. like what we literally just no, talked no, about. No, it is. It's, it's a combination <laughs> of all the tropes, right? Like right. all the but sort Rear of cliches. Rear Window was first. Absolutely. Well, yes. Right? Yeah, it was from the 50s. Yeah. Well, I'm not arguing that 50s? this was first. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, man. Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Hello, Amanda. It's Roz and Mocha. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hi. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Why are you rubbing your head like that? Because this, uh, is there a ghost in your story? Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Yo, Deepa just parked up on the other side here of the room. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I right, know, so, Roz, you hate these oh, stories. Oh, God. Okay, where does your story start? London, England. So when was this and uh, uh, what happened? I was backpacking Europe. And when we got to London, we saw this, like, haunted tour thing. So we decided. Who's we? Who's we? Oh, me and a friend. Okay. And so we sign up, and it's just this giant building with different rooms. And they walk you through, and they they talk about the so-called spirits that haunt and reside in each room. Mm -hmm. Um, We go into the first room. And I start gagging and holding my nose. My friend looks at me and she's like, what is wrong with you? But you don't smell this. She goes, it just smells like an old room. And so we're just sort of standing in the back and the guy starts talking. And the spirit in this room, it was a London rapist 
who would, as a spirit, make himself known to his target through his smell of rotting vegetables. And only you were smelling that? Uh, Yeah, I was the only one who had to, like, hold my nose and gag. So we continue the tour. We go, we walk down this ladder, and we're in another room. There's, It's like an apartment. There's a kitchen. There's some bedrooms. And um, I just keep staring into a corner. Like, I saw something. Mm -hmm. My friend's like, what are you staring at? I'm like, shh. Because I didn't want the guy to hear us talking. And then he starts talking about this girl that was murdered in this apartment. And she was actually lit on fire in the corner. And she only reveals herself to, like, nurturing women, like nurses, teachers, mothers. And, of course, I'm a teacher. And so I saw, like, a girl flaming in the corner. (laughs) When the tour ended, you know, we left the building, we made our way, like, across London to a completely different district, checked into where we were staying overnight, and we go to sleep, or at least my friend does, and I'm laying in our dormitory, and I'm hearing loud bangs and crashes and all sorts of noises, and I'm like, what is going on? So I open our door, and it's dark and silent in our hallway. There's nothing happening. There's not another human being in sight. I'm like, what the F is going on? I go back downstairs and close the door and the noises start again. And I'm like, okay, this is not okay. There's a fridge in the room. I thought the motor of the fridge was dying. I unplugged the fridge. No, the noise continued all night long. All the while, my friend is dead asleep and heard nothing. So I ended up grabbing all of our flashlights. I tied flashlights to my wrists, turned them on, and I laid in bed moving the flashlights around the room for eight hours. Deep is in the corner of the room right now about to throw up on herself. <laughs> just so you know. So, Come and sit here, Deepa. Don't say anything, okay. right? But I just need I need the noises that are coming out of you to be, to be heard throughout this, okay? Okay, go on. So the next morning... My friend wakes up and I tell her what happened. She legit thinks I've just gone crazy. She's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go back and talk to them? I was like, I think I have to. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to sleep again. So we went back to the place that did the tour. You went back to the murder house. You went back to the murder house at the London Rapist. Correct. Okay. Okay. Go on. And we're talking to the guys who run the tour. Apparently, the spirit of that first room that smells like rotting vegetables attached himself to me and followed me. And they had to recall the spirit back into his room. They had to give you an exorcism? What? Essentially, yeah. No, they did not. Yes, they did. How did they do it? What did they say? What did they do? What did they bring to the table? Yeah, so they lit, like, a bunch of candles and, like, you know, waved, like, those, like, scented steaming things around. And they, like, chanted some words in English. And while they're doing it, like, my arm hair was standing up. I had goosebumps all over me. And, like, all of a sudden, I got a shiver from, like, head to toe. And I'm like, I have to sit down. And the second I sat down... This, like, you know when you breathe in the cold, there's, like, you can see your breath from the carbon dioxide? Yeah. It's the middle of summer. There's no cold. But literally, like, I breathe, and you could see my carbon dioxide, and then you could just, like, watch it go back into the building. It was 
weird. So that was the ghost leaving your body? Correct. Amanda, I will say that this is one hell of a story. (laughs) I don't believe a word of it. I know you don't. But it was (laughs) one hell of a story. It is 100% true. Can I give advice? Is that cool? Sure. Sure. This is what I've heard and what I do as well, because I think my house is haunted AF. Apparently, you have to set boundaries. Like, if you see something or you experience something, like, I sometimes walk into my house and I'm like, this is my house. Deepa, thank you very much <laughs> with the boundaries. <laughs> Amanda, thank you very much with the ghost story exorcism. Uh, I have so much love for you. Uh, that was a hell of a story, and you told it incredibly Try well. It. I <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> we love you right back. We Amanda. love you too, Amanda. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Thanks All right. Bye bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Chris Pratt is snagging up all of the uh, the animated movie roles, right? Oh God, people hate Chris Pratt. Uh, of course, it's he was so uh, the voice of Emmett for the Lego movies. Uh, we just found out that he's going to be the voice of Garfield for their animated movie, and yeah. then of course Mario for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Do you say Mario or Mario? Mario. Really? Yeah. Why? What do you say? Mario. Oh, I say Mario. Mario. Uh-huh. Interesting. I've Super never Mario heard somebody Brothers. say Mario. It's me, Mario. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Doesn't he? No. It's me, Mario. Does he? Yes. It's me, Mario. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> This is my brother Luigi. No, no. Anyway, yeah. The plumbers. No, it's interesting. I'll, 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 let me leave that with me. Leave that with me. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, okay. Mm, Super yeah. Mario. Mario. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Your, your face work. Yeah, it feels weird say. to say Mario. Yeah? Yeah. Are you sure it's not Mario? Well, I don't know. I mean, I only, I don't it's know me, what's Mario. right. It's me, Mario. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's my brother Luigi. Yeah. We're I plumbers. Mean, yeah. No. I, yeah. Okay, go on. It's me, Mario. It's me, Mario. No, I don't no, know if that's what that. he says. No, oh. it's Mario. So some game developer. No, I think I'm nuts. Okay, go ahead. Uh, created the Chris Pratt Super Mario Brothers game. Okay. Where you play it just on your computer, right? Yes. And you use your keyboard, spacebar, arrows, left, right, up, down to navigate. Okay. And you can only play the first level of the actual Super Mario Brothers game. Okay. Okay. But... All of the moves that you make with every move that you do, a Chris Pratt voice appear like like stuff that they've taken from things that Chris Pratt has done from, in the past. From like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Jurassic Park, like all those Jurassic World movies. Right. So it's Chris Pratt's voice as opposed mixed in with some of the um some of the sound effects. Okay. Okay. So I Hit played me. a little bit of level one okay. before you guys got yeah. in. And this is what it sounds like. Jumping jacks. <laughs> Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks, jumping jacks, jumping jacks, jumping jacks. I spent a good amount of time naked. Wow. Went and made a new dinosaur. Why me? Ah, here it is. Jumping jacks. Ah, here it is. Super disappointing. Wow. <laughs> it gets pretty annoying after. Yeah, a while. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I you you I got like. 30 seconds of that, I was yeah. annoyed already. Yeah. And that wasn't even 30. That was 18. That was 18. Yeah. Maybe three <laughs> seconds and I was uh, So I if was you want to play that, you can go search for uh, Chris Pratt does is it, Super Mario. Does it look good? 
Yeah, it's the actual yeah? game. Oh, it's it is. Level one of oh, the actual game. Oh, that's cool. I don't and mind it's that. It's Mario, and it's just Chris Pratt's voice. Yeah. It does not work on a Mac. It doesn't. Because I tried to play about? this at home, and it wouldn't work on my on my browser at home. Oh, well, yeah, oh. but what browser are you using? What browser are you using? The Safari? Safari. Safari. Use a different no. browser. Yeah. It'll work fine. It says on the website which browsers it'll work with. Okay, yeah. so use a different browser if you have Safari. Yeah. 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 Just use like Chrome. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Here it is. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. I've spent a good amount of time naked. Wow. Just went and made a new dinosaur. I don't know if that, that one was Why me? Ah, here it is. Jumping jacks. Ah, here it is. Super disappointing. Oh, it sounds chaotic. It's too chaotic for yeah, me, man. I, I can't know. do that. You wouldn't like no. it. No. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Michelle, how are you? Good, Michelle. What's going on? Um, so I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've been recently listening to you guys every morning and heard you guys have a podcast. So I was wondering, where should I start your podcast from? The latest or the oldest episode? That is a question huh. that we get a lot. How long have you been listening to the Razamoka show for? Um, well, I remember you guys when I was a, co- a kid, but I just started commuting <laughs> to work every morning. Yeah. So the last two months pretty constantly constantly for the last two months okay so yeah. Roz and i have been on the radio together for just over 12 years now um okay. so you were listening as you said when you were a kid so you know like a little bit about us and in the past two months you may have learned a little bit more about us exactly yeah. i would say to go back to the very beginning and follow the timeline of the show from episode one okay Nice. Okay. Yeah, because going back to the beginning isn't going back to the beginning of the show, no. right? Like we started the podcast. What year we start the podcast? Twenty end of twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Was it something like that? Right? Yeah. 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 So, so like it's not like going back to you know two thousand nine or whatever it was when we started. It's just yeah. sort of going going back. And and people like what we've found is. People who uh, want to start at the beginning, they're like, oh, my God, this seems like an unbelievable mountain to climb. And they wind, <laughs> they wind up crushing it. Yeah. Like, we get messages from people who listen to 300 episodes of this podcast in, like, less than a year. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Now, here's the thing, Michelle, yeah. because the goal, the, ori- the initial goal of the podcast, right, was to yeah. accompany the live show. Yeah. Okay. One of the problems yeah. we ran into is that people were, like, abandoning the live show and just waiting for the <laughs> podcast to, to drop and then just, like, binge through that. Yeah. So, yeah. What, That's what I was going to ask next. So our <laughs> only ask, our only ask is if you're cool with living in two different timelines, we would appreciate that you listen to the live show and then, like, throughout the rest of the day, get caught up by listening to the podcast. Is that something that yeah. that... that you'd be able to do for us? Oh, yeah. I think you guys are worth it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, okay. The Raza, it's the Raza Mocha multiverse yeah. is basically exactly. yeah. what it is. Uh, but, yeah, we would get calls. We would be in here doing the live show, right? And then yeah. we would get calls from fans who have questions about something that they're currently right now at that moment listening to on the podcast. But it was from a podcast that we did two years ago. Oh, wow. 
so, so it, it becomes yeah. very confusing for us. And also super disrespectful. <laughs> no, <bet>. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so listen listen to the live show and then when you when we're not on, go and catch up and sort of go through all the uh, all the podcasts and let us know how it's going. Let us know how many you managed to burn through because there's like early on, like we were doing podcasts that were I mean, there's still a couple hours each, but there's some real long podcasts mm-hmm. in there. And then we have like specialty yeah. ones in there as yeah. well, mixed in. So yeah. uh, uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. We think you're going to enjoy it. And um, you get you. you get to learn a little bit more about us, okay? Exactly. Yeah, I'm planning to listen to you guys live and on the way home, just on the podcast. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. But before we let yeah, you go, you. something you'll hear on the podcast, and you've heard, obviously, in the past two months <laughs> for listening live, is between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I would say Roz. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Mocha. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Look at that. Mocha takes the loss way so better funny. than I, I do. So, so hold on, let me just check the tally here. Oh god, go through all my pages first. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> See what I mean? I can't just get a win. I can never just get no. a win on this oh, show. Oh, oh. No, that's fine. You do you. <laughs> you do you. You guys are awesome. Yeah, hold on, hold on. He's still going flipping pages. Oh, hold on. Wait, yeah. I got to get to the next book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to take hold a while. On. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to it's it's a while. Yeah. Okay. I uh, found it. So Roz, yeah. you are at what am I at now? 11. 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark it down. Thanks. Glad to be part of that 11. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Thanks. <laughs> Love you, Michelle. <laughs> Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Billie Eilish, uh, double duty on SNL, which is some of the hardest 90 minutes in show business. And not a lot of people can do it because you have to be like naturally funny. You have to be a natural actor and not a lot of pop stars are. Some pop stars have been very good at it. Mm -hmm. Timberlake's incredible. Timberlake can host a show and not be musical guest, which I think he has done in the past. Like he's just one of those sort of rare talents um, that can do that. But uh, Billie Eilish was up for both. And it's a. T- I, w- I would say that the pre-record segments she did were funnier than the live stuff that they She's did. But um, nervous as hell. Though, but too. here's a little bit of her monologue talking about uh, how she actually did at one point want to be an actor. Number two. In fact, I used to say that I hated acting, but the truth is, when I was little, I loved it. My mom and dad were both actors. So was my brother Phineas, and it was my dream to be in a movie. And I remember when that dream died. Oh, no. Yeah, I was nine. Okay. And uh, my, mom wrote, <laughs> my mom wrote a film inspired by her life. Literally, this is true. She cast my brother Phineas as her son. Oh, no. She played the mom. <laughs> And in the movie, she had no daughter. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. I got oh, that sucks! They wrote her good stuff for the monologue. Um, so Miley Cyrus made an appearance. One of the funniest sort of bits that they did was this Christmas card um, uh, bit where it was like a family looking at their Christmas cards that they've been sent by people, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Christmas cards kind of come to life to reveal the truth because everybody sends out those Christmas cards that are, you're just like, look at my fantastic family, right? <laughs> Sure. So the Christmas cards actually come to life, and it's the families in those Christmas cards that start talking. So here's the Miley Cyrus appearance in the uh, in the the Christmas card skit. Wait, is that your friend Ruth with Miley Cyrus? Are they friends? <laughs> uh, uh, no, 
we are not. But what better way to remind you that I met a celebrity at a restaurant 11 months ago than with my Christmas card. <laughs> this woman came up to my table and said, you're Anna Montana, and then said that she hated my music. I'm, oh. I'm just being honest. It's not for me. She asked for a photo and implied that if I didn't take it, it was because I was racist. <laughs> That's true. And I use that a lot. So I took the picture. So I guess Merry Christmas from Miley and... You don't know my name? You racist! <laughs> and then they get to the Billie Eilish um, family uh, Christmas card, which is uh, goes like this. Who's that in the pajamas? That's Harper. We went to high school together. Oh, and you guys were friends? Yeah. <laughs> no, we weren't. I made her life a living hell. What's new with me? Let's see. Still a bitch, still richer than her, and oh my God. still married to my handsome yet boring husband who cheats on me. <laughs> I do cheat on her a lot. <laughs> what else? Oh, my son is 15 now. He's growing into a fine young incel. It's girls' faults that I'm not cool. <laughs> and if our matching pajamas don't make you hate us, flip the card for a long braggy list of what our family did this year spoiler alert we moved into a huge house on the lake i don't like the lake because you have to wear swim trunks and i'm at the part of puberty where i look like a newborn giraffe <laughs> oh, no. even though you think i'm a tacky fake bitch i know that my christmas cards make you jealous and i love that i still have that power over you <laughs> so Happy holidays, tampon girl. That's what I called your wife in high school. Oh. Wow. Harper seems real nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what? They, it sounds like they it did. Was a good, it was a good bit. Yeah. They had some uh, really good good skits for her. The uh, the song, though. Do we have time to play the song real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so go to the uh, one where um, uh, she sings a song about meeting Santa and then everything goes weird. It's number five. Hey girls, I have a Christmas question for you. Has this ever happened to you? It sure has, Leslie D. Wait, I haven't asked you yet. <laughs> ask us what, Leslie D? Just let me ask it and then you'll know. Hey, don't get mad. Girls, <laughs> I'm asking if you've ever dreamed of meeting someone your whole entire life, and then when you finally got the chance, it didn't go quite as planned. Oh, we know just what you're talking about. But sing about it anyway, just in case we don't. <laughs> what the hell? It was a winter's night, a quarter to three. I was dozing by my Christmas tree when he appeared with a full white beard, the very guy that I I revered, I'm talking Santa, Santa, I was in the same room as him. You met the Santa, like from the Bible? <laughs> were you nervous, Leslie D? Was, I was this live or was this a pre-record? Don't be a fool, be smooth as ice and play it cool. So here is what I said. Hey, sexy mama, nice teeth. <laughs> what? Yeah, I made it weird. Santa. Was it pre-recorded? This was, uh, uh, was a live this a pre-record or live, more Pre-record, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's Billy Eilish on SNL over the weekend. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Billy Eilish did an interview, a long interview with Howard Stern. A um, couple of the headlines that came out of it, this was post-SNL. So um, her nerves and everything else leading up to uh, Saturday Night Live. Both. She was 
host and musical guest, right? Yes, which wow. is a monster job uh-huh. uh, for anybody. But then also she revealed that she had COVID in August. And it oh, was uh, pretty bad. So let's start with uh, Billie Eilish on having COVID. I also had COVID already. Nobody knows that. But that dude. How bad was it when you got COVID? How bad was it? It was, not, was, it was it? bad. It was bad. bad. I mean, I, I, I wasn't, di- I didn't die and I wasn't going to die, but that does not take away from how miserable it was. I mean, it was terrible. I, I still have side effects. I mean, I was, I was sick for like, two, like two months almost. This was in oh, um, August, August, like a couple months ago. Oh, so this was even after you were vaccinated. Yeah. But I, I want it to be clear that it's, it's, it is because of the vaccine that I'm fine because if I, it, I think if I weren't, if I weren't vaccinated, I would have like died because it was bad. I mean, but it was, it was just, okay. When I say it was bad, I more just mean that it felt horrible, but really in the scheme of, of COVID, it was not bad. (laughs) Wait, so it was bad or it wasn't bad, Billie Eilish? I don't know. Like you sound like it was terrifying, but then it wasn't bad yeah i don't i don't know listen having covid is no joke but i don't i'm terrified i I don't think you can say that i would have died but i just don't want to say that in the grand scheme of covid it wasn't bad (laughs) yes like like you said like (laughs) it was bad but then you can't say it's not bad um but uh yeah so uh, am i supposed to be scared or not scared i I don't know i don't know how to feel right now i don't i was very confused by that i know i feel uh, like emotionally i'm sort of like all over the map (laughs) i think i'll still be scared of covid like i don't even know whether i should feel bad like 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 did we almost lose billy eilish or did we not i don't know I don't think yeah. it was bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, but SNL, uh, it's a big job, man, when you are not a, an actor and, and comedy is not your thing to go into that, that world and, and do uh, hosting as well as musical guests. And uh, it's, uh, it's no joke. And Billie Eilish sort of lays it out here uh, just how difficult and nerve-wracking it was. The week of, uh, of last week, like preparing for SNL is... Uh nuts dude it's, it's literally, literally alien i mean I, I cried every single day of the week no joke at all yeah you cried every single day of the week because you felt insecure about acting or acting in a comedy uh kind of situation what you was know, the yeah i did actually love to act when i was a kid but i don't i'm not that's not my world so i don't know what the f- i'm doing like i don't i i feel like I, i'm terrible i feel like i'm i suck and the uh the the craziest part of the week was on i think it was tuesday wednesday <laughs> the table read where everybody reads 60 i think f- maybe 50 40 i don't a lot of scripts at a table first of all it's with the whole cast so all the scripts that are written everybody has a part so i was in all of them so i had to read my my part in all of them and um there, you know, you do it for like a few hours, however long it takes, and then there's like a 20-minute break in the middle, and then you do the rest. So you do like 20 scripts, and then stop for a second, and then tw- 20 more. And in the break, I cried and came back. <laughs> like went to the green room, you- cried and came back. So it was bad or wasn't bad, that experience? <laughs> well, no, here's the bad experience. So the, the, they keep calling it this in every article because I hadn't listened to these clips yet with, uh, with Billie Eilish talking to Howard Stern. And the one word they kept saying was that she was so stressed out from doing Saturday Night Live that it caused, quote, what the word they use is digestive stress. 
Digestive stress. Digestive like stress. Like a stomachache? So this is Billie Eilish explaining what digestive stress is. I didn't sense nervousness. Were you internally like ready to throw up? Or were you just all of a sudden calm? <laughs> you know what's actually funny is that I was ready to throw up. I actually did throw up because of it. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, I, I had many. I had like a whole. Dude, I had a, a full body reaction to being anxious about this the whole week. I mean, like threw up on the plane coming here. Oh, no. Uh, had crazy shit. When I got here, like you would not believe. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Um, you what know kind of you like have that? to get fully naked on the toilet? <laughs> right. Because oh. it's a mess. Yeah. I literally did. I don't know. That's never like, I don't, that's not a usual thing. Oh, man. The kind of digestive stress where you have to get fully naked on the toilet. Wow. It's such a mess. That is stress. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. No, Roz, you got that look on your face again. What I do? Well, you got something on your mind. Do I? I actually could. Oh, really? Yeah. Because somebody's on hold right now to uh, say what's on their mind. I'll give it to them. I think people are sick of hearing from me. I'm sick sick of hearing from me. (laughs) Uh, This is where you get to uh, literally get out of your chest. Uh, Anything that's on your mind, you need to get out there to the public. Something that maybe you've been holding back on for a while. Maybe you haven't talked to anybody else about it, but you want to talk to us about it. Um, 925-555, or you can call us. 416-870-8888. 416-870-8888. Go ahead. So, well, my event enrollment is about teaching this year. Um, and just that it's a bit of a gong show. Um, it's just crazy for students, parents, teachers, everybody involved, supply teachers. Uh, my board is doing hybrid learning. So it's like you're being pulled in 67 different directions. We are short supply teachers every single day. So all of our in-school teachers are covering those positions and losing their prep positions. Trying to be, you know, Present for the online kids and present for your 20-some-odd kids in class can be mentally draining. Um, And I know everyone was obviously concerned about students maybe being behind academically after everything we've been through in the last two years. But I would say that our biggest thing that we're noticing is that there's just a lack of independence and, you know, confidence with these students because they've been home for so long. So I constantly have a long list or a long line, sorry, of like 10-plus kids at my desk every day asking questions about things I've just explained, but it's like, you know, they've developed almost a sense of anxiety with everything and they want to make sure they're doing well. And they also don't know how to do it on their own anymore. So it's just raining and we're all really tired. A lot of teachers are saying they're June tired. And we were saying that in October. Damn. So how does it, how does this get fixed then? I honestly, I don't know that there is a fix mm-hmm. hybrid for us was a big deal. Um, we were really hoping they wouldn't go that route. And I mean, I can appreciate that, you know, you want to be comfortable sending your kid to school and, and no one wants to put someone in a position where they don't feel safe. But it's it's hard as a teacher to divide your attention, your attention between a computer screen and then the 20 plus kids in your class. Right. Like I'll walk away to go help kids in class and then they're dinging for my attention at the computer. So you feel like you're not doing the job that you signed up to do and you're not doing it well enough. And it's it's hard because everybody who got into this pr- profession they love students, and this is why we did it. And you feel like now you're not doing what you want to do. Does that yeah. make sense? Because so, you were never prepped for this. You weren't prepped to, to teach in this kind of manner. No, not at all. And, like, right. last year I started in class, and I was sent online. So I taught online all year, and even that was, like, a learning curve. But I was online. Like, it was yeah. 20 – no, sorry, I had 36 kids online last year. Wow. But I was in one place with a big group of kids. So being in two places at once, like, you go home and you're just exhausted. And it's hard because, like I said in the text I sent, like – 
I don't know very many teachers who haven't wanted to do this their whole life. Like for me personally, if you go back to all of my childhood artwork, like I've always wanted to be a teacher. And there's so many people that you talk to now and they're like contemplating quitting or retiring early because it's like you're just so drained. So what are you? The enjoyment's gone. Two, I have two, two, two things I want to know. One, who are you mad at? Like are you are you pissed off at COVID? Are you pissed off at the union? Are you pissed off at the board? Like who are you mad at? I think it's, it's hard, right? Like the, I think it was the government who initially said we had to give the option of hybrid. And then the board was the one that went along and decided to do it. Like everybody did hybrid last year or a lot of boards did hybrid last year and it didn't work. And then our board decided to do it this year. So, I mean, there's a bit of anger towards the board, I guess. Mm. And then so So just frustration, really. Yeah. Like and again, like you can't really blame anybody. It's COVID and you want people to feel safe and comfortable. But it's just it's it's a hard thing to navigate now. And. I'm really hoping, honestly, that with the vaccines out and, you know, this is kind of like our new norm, unfortunately, that next year we're back to a more regular type school format because it's just it's it's not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> so you got winter break in a couple of days. What is your plan for that? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Let's, let's be real. I'll be doing work and I'll be marking, but Aww. I'm just I'm excited to take the break and be at home and not have to get up and really think yeah. about it. Like I'll miss the kids. I always do. But it's a much needed break. We're, mental health and for the kids too. mental health is a huge thing this year. Like I have kids having meltdowns because they're so worried about their work. And I'm like, if I'm not worried, you shouldn't be worried. But, you know, even for us, like, I'm not a mental health professional and I'm worried about my own mental health. Mm -hmm. But I've got to help these poor kids, like, navigate being back in school and how to do work and how to be independent. So it's a lot. (laughs) Wow. Do you feel better now that you got that out in the open? I do. I do feel better. Okay, Although good. I do it regularly with other teachers. But oh, okay. Still nice. yeah. <laughs> but still, that's what this platform is for. That's what Razamoga's Vented Moments is for, for you to exactly. uh, take all those pent-up, bottled-up feelings and just, like, release it out into the world and say your piece. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a great idea. Thank you, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Zachary Levi is in a new movie that comes out on Christmas Day called American Underdog. And it's a true story. This has nothing to do with uh, with Shazam, which I know we all want to know, know about, right? I love that Shazam movie, man. You know, I still haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, I know it's on Netflix. Shazam is one of the... I, had, I was not even remotely looking forward to seeing Shazam. I've really? never been a fan of Shazam. I watch Shazam and love Shazam. I've probably yeah. seen Shazam now more than I've seen like a lot of the other sort of superhero movies that have come out in the past 10 years. Really? Yeah. Like wow. I've seen Endgame once. I've seen all those other movies once. I watched Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy a bunch, yeah. but I've seen Shazam probably like four or five times. Really? Yeah. Well, Zachary Levi, I would be yeah. very happy to hear it's that. It's awesome. It's so good. Um, so this movie that he's in, the plot reads like this, the inspirational true story of Kurt Warner, uh, who overcomes years of challenges and setbacks to become a two-time NFL MVP Super Bowl champion and Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just when his dreams seem all but out of reach, it's only with the support of his wife, Brenda, and the encouragement of his family, coaches, and teammates that Warner perseveres and finds the strength to show the world the championship, or sorry, the champion that he already is. So David Morey got a chance to talk to not only Shazam, Zachary Levi, but also the real guy that this movie's about, Kurt Warner. Check this out. First of all, I got to say, this movie was absolutely fantastic. It's, you know, just one of those amazing stories that we need right now. And Kurt, I got to ask you this. When looking for, I guess, to help out, to find somebody to play you, was it your intention to find somebody so sexy to be you? Excuse me. Yeah. 
that was my intention, or maybe more so my wife's intention. Uh, I think anybody, you know, that, that hears they may make a movie about your life, the first thing that goes into it is like, okay, get somebody more talented and somebody better looking than me because this is going to live forever. So you got to make sure that those are two requirements that you hit. So, uh, so yeah, that was definitely a part of it. You want to make sure that you get somebody that makes you look really, really good because it's going to live forever. Why not? So true. That's so true, though. Makes the most amount of sense. And when you get a chance or a couple of minutes, to talk to Zachary Levi about this movie, American Underdog, you can't, like, not ask him questions about the new Shazam movie, right? We got to wait longer for Shazam, and you've been quoted as saying that part two might be better than the previous one. Look, basically, everybody came back from the first one, our our director, our writer, our cast. I mean, you know, I think that... uh, we all learned so much from the first one. Uh, we all enjoyed making the first one, and we genuinely, I think, did make something very special. And so we just tried to keep moving forward in that direction. Don't don't try to get so, you know, a lot of a lot of sophomore efforts, whether they're movies or, or TV shows or albums or whatever. It's like we got to make it bigger and better. We got, it's got to be ten times better and ten times better, and it loses the heart of what it was. And I I don't think we did that. I think we we maintained what made it special and just got to make that you know, amplify that a little bit. So I think people will be stuck. There you go. I can't wait for Shazam too, bro. That is uh, Zachary Levi and Kurt Warner. The new movie is called American Underdog in theaters on Christmas Day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Ella, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. wow. You're, you're really stressed, huh? What's going on? What's... <laughs> What's happening with you? Why are you talking oh, to us? Nervous. I am talking to you because, um, oh my God, I am meeting my boyfriend's daughter for the first time. You are meeting your boyfriend's daughter for the first time. Yeah, you were this. Uh, Razmoka FML, Fix My Life. Uh, I have never met a guy's kid before. I had been single uh, a long time and have dated guys with kids, but it's never reached this point before. Uh, we've met each other's families, friends, and colleagues, but this is on a whole other level, and I'm freaking out. Hmm. How old? Yeah, how old's yeah. the daughter? How old? Almost seven. Okay. And how long have you been with the guy for? Uh, just over four months. Okay. So what makes you nervous about meeting the uh, the seven-year-old? It's a totally different age than I'm used to. I mean, little kids I am fantastic with. You know, tweens I can get on a good level with. This is an age I have zero experience with. He has never introduced her to a girlfriend before either. Mm-hmm. In the about five years he's been split from her mom. And I just, I have no idea how to approach the situation. We're meeting on Christmas Day. He doesn't want me to buy her a gift. I have no idea where to go with any of this. What does the kid know about you? Uh, not really a whole lot. Like, she's just sort of asked a few questions about what I'm like, what I do, if I'm a nice person. Does, but does, does she know that you're the girlfriend? Yes, she does. She does, eh? Why Christmas Day? Why yeah. not, like, before? Four. Christmas Day seems like... Um, it's a big thing. Yeah, it, it's pretty... I mean, it could be a very emotional day, right? Like, this is the day that, that she uh, presumably would be spending with her dad. Um, why, yes. why specifically Christmas? Well, we do live a little bit of a far away. Like, he drives every single weekend to see his daughter, but we both live about four hours from where she does. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is there any chance that you guys could meet... 
I guess, within the next two weeks before Christmas? We've tried to work something out, but it does not look like that's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of people who have been through exactly what you're going through. And there's a few things that have worked for a great number of women in your position. Uh, some of the some of the advice is um, one n- like don't do it at the place where the kid lives, right? Um, do it, yes, in, do it, okay, in, do, yeah. do like or or the or you know, like if she's staying with the dad, don't do it at the dad's house. Um, keep it okay. keep it neutral. Um, a place where you know is out in the world. It, and and keep it short. That's that's my advice for something like this is. To keep it nice and short, and you want a seven-year-old. Seven-year-olds are a weird age, and you're right about that. But the one thing seven-year-olds are is they're honest. And I think that you have to take the kid's honesty into consideration. And that's why we were asking whether she knows if you're the girlfriend or not. Because if she introduced, if you're introduced as the dad's friend, um, kids tend to be able to be a little bit more honest about what they think, especially at seven. When you're seven, you understand what a girlfriend is. And the kid may not feel that they can be or have an honest conversation with the dad, knowing out of the gate that the woman that I just met was, you know, that you're in love with her, right? Um, and that's tough for a kid. It's really tough for a kid because they feel that they don't have a say in anything or that their, their opinion won't matter. Um, and I, I don't know what your relationship is like with this guy, but I would not go out of your way to seem very coupley. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Because especially on Christmas Day, it's already going to be an emotional time for that seven-year-old having somebody else who she's never met before sharing that special day now with her father. Yes, and he had talked about us like she's, I'm meeting at her grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. And he had suggested that we go together. And I went, no, I think like you should go, you know, have your couple hours with her first. And then maybe like I'll come later in the afternoon, spend a little bit of time together. But why don't they just leave the house and come and meet you somewhere? I guess it's Christmas Day. What the hell are you going to do? Nothing's, o- nothing, yes, nothing's open. We don't want to spend too much time on the road either. I mean, Christmas Day is a little bit crazy and yeah, yeah, people yeah. drive like maniacs. I, I think slow and casual is the way to go. Right. I don't think that I don't think that you need to I don't think that you need to make some sort of like big impression or think that you need to win her over. Um, But how how all in on this relationship are you? So far, I'm pretty all in. I mean, at this point, I've been single basically five years. I haven't really been in anything serious in a really long time. And neither is he. And we've both sort of just fallen into this head over heels in a way neither of us expected to having met each other online do you want to get married one day do you want to be a stepmother i am be happy to be okay Mm. i would say keep it slow keep it casual the number one priority with both of you going into this if you are all in right the, the number one priority is that kid and it's going to be that kid yeah. for the rest yeah. of, you know, your life, basically, mm-hmm. um, if you are as committed as you say you are. And there is no need to rush anything. It could literally be, you know, a half hour on a toboggan hill and and that's it. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to try and bond. You don't have to sit and have a conversation. Seven-year-old is probably going to ignore you. Right. And, and, you're <laughs> okay. pro- and you're probably going to feel terrible about yourself and that you're you know, she doesn't like you and all this stuff. I would I would give yourself an opportunity to get to like meeting two, three and maybe even four before the kid can even really figure out figure you out. OK. 
right? That's, That's why I was the same. Yep. Short little bursts. Short little bursts. Okay. That's that I think is the best way to do this. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I think I'm definitely overthinking the whole idea of like making a big impression on her and, you know, making sure she likes me and how do I approach it and what do I get her and all of that stuff. Yeah, don't don't worry about any don't worry about any of that. The only thing that you guys have to worry about is just not screwing her up. I do know that you say that all the time. I listen to your show and your podcast all day, every day, basically. And I know the one thing you always say is the only job is do not screw the kid up. Yep. Okay. So that's your job. Awesome. Thank you so okay. much, you guys. You got All it, right, Ella. Ella. Yes. All the I best. Feel so much better. Thank oh, you. You're the Merry best. Christmas, girl. Merry Christmas. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. You remember last week when Chrissy Teigen was on Ellen talking about getting tattoos? Um, oh, yes. Yes. Their, yes. their daughter, Luna, drew a picture. It was like drawing on their arms, her and her husband, yeah, John yeah, Legend. Yeah. Uh, well, here's Chrissy Teigen telling Ellen. Luna was happened. drawing on us one night, and then um, she was like, "Would you, she's like, I love this. I love this is the best butterfly I've ever drawn." I was like, "I agree." And then she drew some a beautiful like floral bouquet on John's arm. He was like, "I'll tattoo mine if you tattoo yours." And I was like, "Well, I don't want to say it, but yours looks a lot better than mine." <laughs> But we support the arts in our household, so... so he, got, he got one of the flowers? He got... Uh, he didn't even end up getting it. Oh, no. So he took a picture of it, and he was like, I'll, I'll take this to Winterstone, the guy. He does, like, our single needle tattoos, and he was like, I'll take a picture of it, and then I'll go get it done. And then I went and got mine done, and he never went and got his done. No. Oh. So people were, like, all reaching out to John Legend, be like, what up, man? How are you going to scam so Chris, like that? So, so Chrissy Teigen got the tattoo, right? And, and John Legend did not. Oof. Until this weekend. Guess who ended up getting the tattoo? Here's a picture of it. And he posted on stories just the audio of the uh, tattoo being done. It's happening. Finally keeping my promise. He said, it's happening. Finally keeping my promise. So he ended up getting the tattoo that uh, that his daughter drew that he originally said... And it was his idea. He was the one that brought it up with Chrissy sure. Teigen. Like, yo, sure. I'll get my tattooed if you get yours done. Man, if, if Chrissy's didn't look as good as that one, what does Chrissy's look like? Because that doesn't look like any flowers that I've ever seen. It's a kid. How old is that yeah, kid? Like no. four or five years old? Well, whatever. Listen, man. Okay? <laughs> once, listen, once it's a tattoo, it becomes art, which means I can critique. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> okay, how old are you guys? <laughs> it's happening. Where did he get it? Do we know? On his arm? Finally keeping my promise. Yeah, he got it on his arm. I think I was on, like, on his Are you going to do that? You're going to let your boy Eventually. draw something? Yeah. yeah. He's got like so many because he draws all the time. Yeah. So he's got a lot that if I wanted to, I could take something else that he's done yeah. as opposed to something that he's drawn yeah. on me. You yep. should get him to draw a picture of you. No. No? <laughs> no. No? You know, he... Yeah, no, he drew our family not that long ago. Yeah, how'd you come out? I think my eyes were on like, the outside of my head or something. <laughs> like a fish? So, yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Eric, what up? What up, Mocha? Holy, it's been a while since I talked to you, sir. Oh, when was the last time we spoke? Oh, months ago. Okay, so it's not like we're not talking like from way back in the day no, kind no, of thing. No, no. So like no, summertime. I know means that we friends from a from a different time. Oh, okay. So this isn't like some long lost pal we're talking to. No, definitely not. Oh. Unfortunately, oh. it's kind of your loss, but it's okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Eric coming in hot. So what, oh, what, what can we do for you today, brother? 
I just want to know, you guys wake up so early every single day. Like, what's the secret? How, how do you guys do it? Cause sometimes you say you guys go to bed at like 9, 10 o'clock, and you guys are up at 2 or 3. Like, oh, no, no, no. Correction. That's Roz that goes to bed at like 10, oh. 11 o'clock. <laughs> uh, I'm usually in bed anytime between like 7.30 and 8. Oh, geez. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and oh, Rod, like, man. throughout history, you've just, like, never been a mm-hmm. go-to-bed-early. Like, you can survive on, like, four hours of sleep, right? Yeah, uh, if, when, before we started doing this show, I was sleeping five hours a night, but I would go to bed at, like, two and wake up at, like, seven. Yeah. Right? Um, and then now I go to bed at, like, 10.45, 11, and wake up at, like, 3.45, 4. Mm-hmm. Right? Somewhere Don't you fall somewhere asleep on the couch, there. like, earlier than that, Yeah, though? sometimes like, I do. Like, last night, last night I did. Catherine was rubbing my feet. Yeah. Yeah, I fell asleep on the fell asleep on the couch. Oh, what time was it? Do you remember? Uh, I fell asleep at about uh it was about 10:30. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about 10:30. And then 11 o'clock you got up. She finished bed. watching whatever we were watching and then woke me up at 10 after 11 and then I zombie walked my way to the basement. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying this oh, week to do good. something where no TV at night. Okay. And I go to bed, I read a few pages and try and fall asleep super early trying to see what Mocha feels People like. People swear by that. Mm-hmm. But the problem I so I fall asleep at by like 9. Yeah. But all this week upstairs they've been having relations and they have a really squeaky bed and oh, it wakes me up oh so you almost need to put How like thin are your walls i know bro you live in a condo like that's concrete everything. Yeah. i hear everything really everything really yeah i hear the guy upstairs pee you sh- what? what we can hear him pee really like yeah. just like is it a regular pee or just particularly long, heavy stream long pee and it's really? coming from it sounds like it is a long distance to travel <laughs> What, like when, you think he's stuck? <laughs> you try to pee into your toilet unit? <laughs> unit to oh, unit? I remember when I lived in a apartment building, uh, when I lived in, in Kitchener, Ontario for a while. Yeah. And the people above, and the walls were definitely thin, right? Really? Yeah, definitely thin. And the people above were trying to have a baby, oh. is what I suspect. Yeah. Because at all hours of the day and night, right. bedroom, Family room, kitchen, like I could hear them going at it yeah. all the time. And I, eventually they had the baby. This doesn't sound like what I'm going through. Doesn't sound like baby making. Oh, it okay. sounds like no. sort of like get her done quick making. Yeah. I also don't think that you were listening to baby. Oftentimes when people are trying for a kid, they don't go to the kitchen. Well, I hey, think listen. that I think I think it was just a, a numbers game at that point. Oh, okay, right? gotcha, where yeah. a baby just happened to happen, sure. right? But normally, when people are trying for a baby, they don't go to the kitchen. Listen, I'm just saying this is where where I was standing really? in my apartment, and I could hear through the walls. But condos are like that's a concrete floor above yeah, you. Yours, I know, was, con- we have, yours I have, was a condo. Mine was like a straight up old old, old school apartment building. Apartment building. Gotcha. We have like yeah. venting systems or something. So you just hear it through the HVAC. There's like um, five units down. If they're having a gathering, I yeah. could hear it through the HVAC system. Yeah, you just Damn. hear it through the through Everything. the vents. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if that answers your question, Eric. Just about going to bed early and stuff. It kind of conversation really, detoured a little really bit. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. That's the first time I actually talked to Maury. Well, listen, I'm Maury on the phone. Jesus. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he said, but it sounded like a diss. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Eric, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for calling in to the show. We appreciate you. Hope you have a great day. And before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Ooh, this question. I've been thinking about it for a long time. Oh, man, it has to be Roz. It, it has, has to be. It has to be. Why? Has to be. Why does it have Why? to be? Yeah. It has. Okay. 
okay, you're funny. You like you're, you're a funny guy. I get it. But Roz, Roz is just a stone cold killer. Like, oh man, you just you just listen to this guy. You see him on ET, and it's just like that. That's the guy you're listening to. Like Roz is the man. He's the man. There you go. Well, I can't argue with that, man. <laughs> Stone Cold Killer. That's what call him in the streets. Right. Yeah, yeah. The amount of times I've heard that. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Have a good one, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I have two pieces of audio for Mariah Carey to play for you, real quick. Okay. Uh, damn, Maury's losing his mind. Biggest Mariah fan out there. One of them. I think your husband, Dan Matthew, would argue that. Who's the bigger Mariah fan between you and Dan Matthew? You Matthew are. Is definitely oh, Matthew, 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 Matthew. Definitely Matthew. Matthew. Okay. So I don't know how long this particular clip has been in existence, but I heard it for the very first time today, okay. which is the isolated vocals of All I Want for Christmas. Oh. Which is like the top of everybody's playlist, right? It's so synonymous yeah. with Christmas. You can't go through the holiday season without blasting Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, this is what that sounds like. Isolated. I hear those sleigh bells ringing. Santa, won't you bring me the one I really need? Won't you please bring my baby to me? Oh, I don't want a lot for Christmas. This is all I'm asking for. I just want to see my baby standing right outside my door. Oh, I just want you for my own. More than you Oof. could ever know. Make my wish come true. Oh, baby, all I want for Christmas is you. Okay. So. Wow. Okay, 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 okay. I get it. You like Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, that's 96 Mariah, yeah. okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah. Today, Mariah. Yeah, yeah. You, still, you want us to start comparing '96 Maury? <laughs> okay. All right. How do we get that guy back? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, incredible. One of the, one of the greatest. Yes, and back in the day, like one of the greatest to ever yeah. do it. Um, but she did an interview recently with uh, E News. That's making the rounds right now. And you know Mariah's singing voice, her capability. And more importantly, the catalog. Mm -hmm. And a question is brought up with Mariah Carey that has been brought up a lot more, I'd say, in the past year or so. And then listen to her response. I also have to ask you, because you're you're always trending, but L.A. Reid, big time Richard, um, record executive L.A. Reid, suggested that he would love to see you and Beyonce in a versus battle. Should that opportunity present itself would you be open to it? And who who would win that between music oh, royalty? Oh, That's the worst. I'm sorry. I love you, Rebecca. But no, no we can't ask that question. First of all, okay. I love Beyonce. And I admire her so much as a performer for what she's done for the world and everything else. So I ain't answering that question. Because cause how fair. am I supposed to, like, I'll, I'll be disrespecting myself. And I'm not going to do that. Because it's Christmas time. <laughs> Explain to people what a versus battle is. Versus was started by uh, two producers, Timberland and Swiss Beats, where you take two iconic either artists or groups from the same era. Right. Where At they've their released, peak. Yeah, where yeah. they've released music and or albums in and around the same time. Right. Catalog is very deep. 
they go against each other. One artist will pick 20 songs, or it's 10 songs, and the other artist will pick 10 songs, your greatest songs, your best songs, mm-hmm. that you feel the audience would be able to vote on who would have the uh, the better performance, the better gotcha, catalog, gotcha, gotcha. right? The, uh, the better career. So if you were to take Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and her catalog of music, put it up against Beyonce and Beyonce's catalog of music. Right. Who would win in that one particular Beyonce battle? solo or does she get to dip into Destiny's Child? Here's the thing. Deon- uh, Beyonce would get to use Destiny's she Child She would. Yes. Mariah Carey, on the other hand, would also be able to use not only her own music, but mm-hmm. if she's been a featured artist on another artist or another group song, mm-hmm. she'd be able to dip into that mm-hmm. as well. Who would win in a battle between Mariah Carey and Beyonce? I'm not going to ask Dan, but Maury, because I know you're already no, going to say... Maury was, oh, Maury wow, said Beyonce. Maury said Beyonce. Yeah, Maury really? said Beyonce. Sham, what do you say? That's tough, because uh, with Beyonce being able to use Destiny's Child Records, I think that tilts the favor to her a little bit. Exactly. So you also got to think about this. The versus crowd love nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? They love nostalgia. And that actually could help out Mariah Carey, because yeah. Mariah Carey has... She's got hits with boys to men. She's got her own, you know, solo stuff. She's produced for people. She's ODB. People. ODB, absolutely. Um, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to go Mariah. See, really? I, st- I yeah. stay with Beyonce. I'm sorry. I'm I just Mariah. think that Beyonce's yeah. nostalgia, as you were saying, I'm going to say Beyonce yeah. gets my vote. I don't win. know. I think I'm go. I think I'm with Shem on this yeah. one. I go Mariah. And you know what? I, I, I love Beyonce's solo stuff, and I'm not trying to mess with the beehive, but I just think that Mariah's... I, Mariah's solo hits are just so iconic mm-hmm. that it would be really tough for Beyonce to match that. Here, here a, is tough. why. Here, let me let me just play the case for uh, as 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 why fans would be swayed for Mariah. Okay, is that I think that if it were Beyonce, Beyonce has been continuously releasing stuff that has been massive. But massive within the Beyonce super fans, mm-hmm. right? And I think that Beyonce's mistake would be dipping into new music. And I think that I think that Beyonce would stack like maybe a couple of songs that are new. And when I say new, I mean within the last decade, right? With and and I think that Beyonce and and Mariah Carey would stick to older stuff. And I think that if you put something new-ish from Beyonce up against a classic Mariah, classic Mariah will win every time. Yes, versus is about nostalgia, and yeah. people will, wow. will will love. That. And again, Beyonce's got the Destiny Child records, no doubt about that. Here's the takeaway, though. Yeah, Mariah said to E News. That she doesn't even want to have the discussion. Right, but that which doesn't means mean she's scarred. Can't? That oh, means she's scarred. No. She don't want no smoke with Beyonce. No, I don't. I d- highly disagree with that. I'll tell you something. I highly disagree with that. I think Beyonce that. would vote Mariah. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't think either of them want to see Rihanna. And I know that might sound crazy, but Rihanna got hits for days yeah. on days. Let's see on if somebody days. asks Mariah about that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, hey, let's talk about Skater Boy real quick. Huh? <laughs> Skater Boy? Skater Boy's in the news, man. What? This she song? Was a boy, she was a girl, yeah, I guess because there's a few shows on like Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that that sort of like lean heavy on this era. And skate, Skater Skater Boy shows up a lot, wow. right? You, you hear it quite frequently. And uh, Avril Lavigne um, just did a uh, an interview talking about how she is ready to finally take Skater Boy up a notch, if you can believe that. So here's a quick like a remix. No, 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 no. Better than a remix. Okay. Better. 
So listen to this. Skater Boy is uh, also off my first album. And this, to this day, is like one of my favorite songs to play live. And um, recently, with uh, it being almost the 20th anniversary, a lot of people have been asking me to play this song on some TV shows. So I feel like it's been, it keeps getting brought back up and people always reference it to me. And I'm actually going to turn this song into a film. What? And so, like, take it to the next level. No, hold on a second. Avril Lavigne is turning Skater Skater Boy into a movie? I guess Skater Boy the movie. What? Can you play the clip of the song for me again? Uh, Yes. He was a boy. She was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? He was a punk. Because I'm going through this list here. And they did... They did a study where they analyzed runners, right, to try and figure out what music and what artists make you run faster, improve your speed time. And I, when I think of this, I think of stuff like this, right? Sure. Up-tempo, fast. Thank you. Right? Gets the adrenaline going a bit. Right? Sure. Like, what, like if I say to you, you got to listen to songs that would improve your speed, that would sort of pump you up to the point of where you could actually do like a kilometer in less time than you had previously done. Oh, like who yeah. are you immediately thinking of? Like Beyonce. Like a lot of her tracks, her up-tempo tracks are like yeah. like anthems. Beyonce has anthems. Really, huh? Yeah, yeah. Beyonce, DMX for me. See, so I, let me go through this list with you because I was I was like, first of all, I was like, you guys all, you got to be kidding me with this list. Okay. So, okay, so here is the list of artists that make you because run you faster. Because you exercise so much? Yes. You don't agree? No, listen, I can have an, I can have an opinion on this without actually doing it, okay? okay? I don't have to know how to make wine to know that I don't like it. Oh, wow. Um, so here's the artists that I guess, according to this, make you run faster. They analyze the data of 60 runs when the runners were listening to different artists. Okay. okay. So the artists that uh, made you run slower. Okay. So the artists that made you run slower, they did not improve your time or oh. actually you came in. Taylor uh, Swift, I bet. Okay. So uh, Drake is number one on that list. Oh, I could see that. Sure. Uh, BTS. Oh, wow. Doja Cat. Uh-huh. Nicki Minaj and Katy Perry. Those are all the artists that are going to make you run slower. Oh, okay. So here's the artists that are going to make you run faster. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, I was like spitting up my coffee, like uh, with every, almost every single one of these. Okay. So Cardi B's on the list. Number 15, Mm. Travis Scott, I guess. I don't know. I've never heard a Travis Scott song before. Um, Lady Gaga is on the list of artists that'll make you run faster. Billie Eilish. No. Billie Eilish would be on the slow list for me. Okay. Kanye West. Yes. I could see that. Stronger by Kanye. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin Bieber. No, I would put him on the slow list. Olivia Rodrigo? No, slow list. Okay, she's number nine on the list. Um, she is? Uh, Ed Sheeran? No, he's on the other list. Okay, uh, Rihanna? Yes, I would say Rihanna. Sean Mendez? No, other list. Taylor Swift at number five? No, other list. Adele at number four? What? <laughs> okay. Not on this list, not even on the other list. Okay, there was a 19-second improvement over a kilometer. When people were listening to Adele. Artists? No, specifically Adele. Britney Spears, number three on the list. 20, ah. you, you shave 26, 28 seconds Actually, off your kilometer. Yes, I can agree with Britney. Really? Some huh? of those up-tempo tracks, yes. Uh, at number two, Harry Styles. No, he's on the other list. 
Harry Styles yeah, at no, number other, two on the list. And, list. and number one on the list, which I you agree with, I do not, uh, Beyonce. Why do you not agree with Beyonce? I don't know. I just don't, I don't think of, run, like, I don't think, to me, that's not running music. What do you want to say, Deepa? Deepa's, like, over in her chair, like. Yeah, are you reading the right list? Because none of these sound accurate whatsoever. Thank you. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, I but, I don't like, believe a single one of them. Number one for me. Yeah. Is Sean Paul. Sean DePaul? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, How is he that. not on this list? I feel like all of his songs are bangers. I'm going off of my own Spotify list, to be honest. So I was surprised that he's not on this list. Yeah. Who else did you put on the list? Um, oh, it would be a lot of like dance hall artists, to be honest. Okay. Um, like a shake, know? like a shake of your rumpa kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, bust like a wine type you of stuff. I mean? Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> What'd you say? What do I mean? What did I say? I said I nothing. I honestly didn't hear what Maury, you said. Maury, what do you want to say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of this as fast as I can. I don't want to. I don't want to go back to what I said. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It is so sexy outside right now. I know. I know. It, I can't. I can't even believe it. It's already thirteen degrees. Yeah. And sixteen is the high yeah. today. Uh, chance of showers in the afternoon. Here's the thing, though. Even with the good comes the bad because they're saying it's going to be windy as hell and be like look out for or be prepared for potential power outages i saw a woman remember last weekend when it was real windy yeah. like crazy windy yes i saw a woman um standing at a corner and she had her baby in her arm and she was sort of one arm pushing the empty stroller it was just like a walking stroller and the wind caught it and the stroller went up in the air like her no. arm extended all the way up and then it came and then it came back down wow like it like it shot her stroller into the air <laughs> did you ask her if she was okay no uh, no no, light, oh. light turned green. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, she was fine. She was fine. Yeah, now yeah, nobody yeah. got her. I could tell, right? She doesn't need a hero at that point. You know no, how I feel about like, that. Yeah. Right? Ma'am, you good? No. Oh. No, no, no. She doesn't need that. Right. She didn't need that. She was fine. She's she got like, the baby in the stroller. She's good? Man, listen, you. She's. she went through 10, 10 things that were worse than that in that day, I'm sure. Right? That's just what moms and babies have to go through. Yeah. She does not need a hero. She does not see, need somebody coming up to try and be like the savior. Right, she's got it. So you guys prepared at home just in case? Uh, for what, the wind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I strapped the house down this morning. I don't oh, know. For like power like, outages and stuff. Do oh. you have like flashlights all over the place? And uh, No, we have candles. Like, I have, do we have flashlights? Yeah, you know, I have a, an 11-year-old, so of course we have flashlights, right? Yeah. I just got to go digging for them. They're, we don't have like a centralized flashlight drawer. Like, we're not that family. Oh, we do. Right? No, we're, we have, uh, I have a blowtorch mm-hmm. and I, we have candles, which will get us well, through Well, actually, everything. no, we have flashlights in various parts of the home. Yeah. Depending on... When and if the power goes out, yeah, I know exactly when I'm in that room, I know where to go get the flashlight, right? Like, I have when we go out to the country, that place, mm-hmm. I have things strategically hidden all over the house, yeah, because it's so dark there. They're like, if the power went out on the inside and I like went outside, like, you still wouldn't see outside, right? Sure, like, that's how there's dark no, it is. There's no difference, there's no difference, uh-huh. right? Um, but no, and you have those, um, but I gotta get I gotta, flashlights for, for the cottage, right? Yeah, 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 like, the, the tactical like, flashlights, yeah, like. 10,000 lumens? Bro, it's great. Yeah. 100,000 lumens? I could see I could see in your house from my house. And we, you know what I mean? You live in a different city than I do. Three hours away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, the wind is, uh, the wind is bananas. But we're not, like, I'm never the the sort of, we need to be prepared for this stuff. I have a gas stove, right? That's all sure. really I need. Like, I can still cook. Yeah. That's it. And the last time we had a power outage, I had just gone to the grocery store and I came home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made a full dinner. Wow. While the power was out. Wow. Like a full like a full dinner while the power was out. 
Yeah, more. Wait, so my mind is blown right now because I've never thought about this till just now. So if the yeah. power goes out, I can't turn on my stove? Do you have a gas stove? No, it's electric. No, you cannot turn the, on the stove. I've never thought about that till just now. What are you talking about? What do if you think power, runs the power? I know, but I've never thought that if there's no right. electricity, my electric stove wouldn't work. Like, Dan, like Dan, the lights don't work. Thank God we got the magic stove. <laughs> it's never crossed <laughs> right? my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... It's never crossed your mind. Never. But you never. guys are in the condo. Like, I mean, chances are, realistically, chances are, like, if the power goes out, we're not, hopefully, we're not in a situation where we're going days without. No. Only a few hours. No. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We've had like the six, power go out once, and we own, the only candles we have are penis-shaped candles. Right. That is what? all we and, have. And they're so precious, we, so you did not want to light them, or no, you we did? No, lit, we lit them, yeah. but they're so tiny, the penises go out. <laughs> 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 Time candles, right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, man. What? Nothing. Oh, I thought you had like, some bad news. <laughs> no, that's like me in a great mood. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Oh, the most admired people in the world. I love a year-end list. Thank you, Maury. Uh, it is not me. I did not make this year's list, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama are the year. most admired man and woman <laughs> in the world. I get a lot of work to do before I can touch this list. I'm surprised I can even read this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the fancy glasses. Dear Santa. Uh, so the uh, top 10 most admired women, according to uh, an annual poll by YouGov.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said, uh, Barack Obama's on there. Uh, Bill Gates is on there. The Chinese premier's on there. Cristiano Ronaldo is on there. Jackie Chan is on there. Oh, wow. Uh, Elon Musk, Lionel Messi, uh, the uh, uh, Prime Minister of India, Vladimir Putin is on there. As the most admired? As the most admired, yeah. Wow. Because you have to understand that this is a global poll, right? Oh, sure, and yeah. although people in the United States may not have a favorable opinion of Vladimir Putin or the Chinese Premier, however, other people in other parts of the world adore them. Of course. Uh, and then on the women's side, so aside from Michelle Obama, Mocha, who would you say, as far as the most admired women in the world... Who would you say made that list? Other than Michelle Obama. Yeah, she's number one. Beyonce. Uh, nope. Entertainment? There are, yes. Entertainment? Lady Gaga. No. Taylor Swift. Yes, she's on the list. Okay. Um, Angelina Jolie. Yes, she's right below Michelle Obama. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Angelina Jolie, uh, the queen... Of? Is on there. What do you mean the queen of? The queen. Beyonce. No. Oh. Queen Elizabeth. Oh. Only one queen in my life, bro. <laughs> wow. My wife. Oh, yes. Good call. Hey. Good call. <laughs> wow. We almost moved on to, yeah. you know what I mean? We almost left that there, and then you would have thought about yeah, it in 30 I seconds. I know. Hey, guys, <laughs> go back to that thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, we go back to that list. I have an answer. Um, Oprah is on the list. Oh, uh, Oprah, Scarlett yes. Johansson is on the list. Uh, Emma Watson. Yes, you said Taylor Swift. Uh, uh, former uh, German Chancellor uh, Angela Merkel is on the list. Uh, Malala is on the list. And Priyanka Chopra oh. is on the list. So those are your most admired men and women. Uh, and there is, as we said, only one queen. Right, Mocha? My wife, Jenna. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
So Chris No Chris Noth. Chris Noth. What? Quick note or no, Chris Noth? Chris Noth. Quick note. What? You're saying quick note. How's like, that? No, Chris Noth. Oh, okay. Chris Noth. Well, started off terribly. That's what uh, said. Chris Noth and is like explaining, that? and just like that, uh, Chris Noth is explaining or trying to answer the question that a lot of people had mm-hmm. with that scene in uh, Sex in the City where he dropped dead after taking a Peloton class. Chris and Noth sent out a quick note? Yes. Did everybody? Okay. So, he, oh God, because the question was, why the hell didn't Carrie call 911? Because she walks in, he's sitting on the floor in the shower, fully clothed, mm-hmm. alive. And they lock oh, eyes. Was. Yes. And they lock eyes and yeah. she runs over to him and cradles him and uh-huh. they just stare at each other. And then I he dies. Right. Like spoiler alert. Yeah. Because he's like he dies, and yeah. everybody's like, "Why didn't Carrie call nine one one immediately?" Yeah, and like they've like shows have been interviewing like cardiologists and stuff like this, where they're now weighing in, saying, "Well, given what we know, and well, he probably would have died anyway, regardless of nine one one." But still, but still, help. right? So That's people, man's people right there. are very pissed off that Carrie didn't call nine one one. So um, uh, Chris Noth was uh, doing an interview with uh, Vogue, and he was talking about how he was talking to the creator of uh, the show, Michael Patrick King, and he goes, "One thing, Michael." and I agreed on. We both called it the Bonnie and Clyde moment, which is that moment when Bonnie and Clyde are about to be eviscerated by bullets. Uh, They have to look at each other. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, they both know it's the end. Exactly. He's referring to an old movie. Uh, He goes on to say, we knew that we had to have it that way, that I just shouldn't die alone in the bathroom. There had to be that last moment and no words, no corny dialogue, just a look. And I thought they did that beautifully. Uh, it was very important for both of us to find a way to have that last moment together. Not that she walks in and finds me dead in the bathroom. That was essential for me to come back. And the rest is just chemistry with Sarah Jessica Parker. We've known each other for a long, th- long time. All things end and it was time for him him to go unless we're going to do unless we're going to be doing scenes uh from a marriage sex in the city style uh he said uh there was nowhere to go but six feet under so and just like that he's gone right and just like that he's gone but yeah so i guess chris no thanks for that quick note right (laughs) the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh, Matthew McConaughey was on uh, with Jimmy Fallon last night, uh, and McConaughey last week uh, had made it official that he would not be uh, seeking to become governor of Texas. He released his own video at the time, but he goes into a little bit more detail as to why politics ain't for him on Fallon. We also, you were nice enough to zoom into us when we uh, couldn't get any guests anywhere. No one's allowed to travel or do anything, but there was talk of you uh, maybe running for governor right. of Texas. Uh, and you recently decided uh, to not run for governor. Yes. Can you walk us through that decision? Whew. Well, it was a two-year consideration that I came to the decision, really, over the last couple of months. And I was asking myself the original question and trying to answer it. How and where and what can I do to be most useful to myself, to my family, and to the most amount of people? The embassy, the category of politics uh, came up, and it's a privileged one that I gave great consideration to. But at this point in my life, with the things I've got, a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, the life I'm living right now, the storytelling I want to keep doing, um, it's not the category for me at this point in my life. Uh, It's still not ruling out future? I'm not until I am. Okay. Someone told me that was a very McConaughey answer the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not until I am. It's very, yeah. Great.
So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Aubrey Plaza, who is hysterical on talk shows. And recently, over the pandemic, uh, got married. And so this is Aubrey Plaza, um, Aubrey Plaza telling Ellen about how she managed to pull off an impromptu wedding. Listen to this. No, we got a little bored yeah. one night. And then you got married. We got married. And I'll tell you how. OneHourMarriage.com. That's real. What? Look it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's good. So, yeah. So that, that cured the boredom. Yeah, well, it was our 10-year anniversary. Um, we were in the lockdown. As you know, things got a little crazy, especially in my house. My husband got really into tie-dyeing. And when I say into tie-dyeing, I mean 50 shirts a day. Um, oh, and wow. I just said, hey, it's our 10-year anniversary. We should do something. Get an ice cream cone or, you know, do something special. And then I joked about getting married and he's like, well, we probably couldn't get married that fast. And I said, well, wouldn't it be nice to get married on our actual anniversary? And then I Googled it, and I found OneHourMarriage.com. And then I called around 5 p.m., and I said, can you come in an hour and marry me in our yard? And he said, how about tomorrow? And I said, well, that's not what you're advertising. <laughs> and then he said, all right, I'll come, and I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> And I said, sold. <laughs> my now husband went and picked up food from some restaurant because we had already ordered food. That was just another... He almost missed the wedding because he had to wait so long for the order. And then the man from Alhambra showed up in a Hawaiian shirt with a briefcase. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember a lot of it. It was fuzzy. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's legal. <laughs> I'm on their website right now. Are you? Yeah. We issue confidential marriage license. What we will receive a same-day proof of your marriage certificate. Just bring current ID. What does a confidential marriage license mean? Available seven days a week by appointment. Same-day marriage is possible. No witnesses necessary. Wow. LGBTQ couples welcome. We speak English, Mandarin, and Spanish. A one-hour marriage. Marriage license, ceremonies, green cards, and immigration. See, I, I, would, I would say that anybody who is needing to get married within the hour is doing so for reasons other than love. Mm. Right? It's like somebody's got to testify. <laughs> right. And, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a spouse can't testify against yeah, a spouse. You know, like, it's a reason, like, somebody's going to the joint, somebody's about to die, somebody's about to inherit something, uh, whatever oh, it may be. There's nothing more romantic than spontaneity. Well, yeah, but... You know, Sometimes there's, there's, you're just sitting around, you're like, how about now? Yeah, but I don't know if there, there's a lot of Also, you do things quick so people how, don't change their mind. How about... <laughs> I'm sure they also offer annulments. Yeah, exactly. In 30 uh, what, minutes, is probably. It, it's a real website, though, huh? Yeah, it's onehourmarriage.com. Hour really? With the number one. Yeah. Hourmarriage.com. That's and crazy. They come in two days. Yo, hold on a second. Now I got to delete this from my history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your girl's going to open that up. Don't say girl, say wife. Wife, sorry, your wife. <laughs> Bro, come oh, on. Look, you know what I mean. I don't think that's offending anybody. Okay, else. delete it. Right. Hasn't uh, Mocha learned how to private browse? What? Hasn't Mocha learned how to private browse? Maury, don't bring your, uh, listen, man, your... I could do a master class. Ways. I know. Maury's going to do a, you're going to do a master class with the learning <laughs> annex. The learning <laughs> annex on a Wednesday tops master class. Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You are, uh... 
holding on to a ticket for a Raptors or Leaf game over mm-hmm. the holidays. You can expect an email today from MLSE. As of Saturday, any indoor venue that holds more than 1,000 people is going to be slashed to 50% capacity. That is the new limit. Uh, MLSC says that they are trying to figure out plans and they are going to reach out to ticket holders over the next 24 hours. Uh, They're also, I guess, not messing around with their masking policy. It's being dubbed Operation Mask Up or Out. Any fan who refused to wear a mask when not eating or drinking when approached by arena staff will be kicked out of the building. That's silly to me. Then just don't serve food or drinks. Keep people masked up. I don't understand that. Like if you're, it makes, that is the one thing that makes no sense. And somebody has to say, other people have said it. It makes no sense. Take a sip. So mask down, take a sip of your drink. No, 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 no. No, If you are sitting there with a beer and a hot dog, you can be maskless. Okay. While you're eating and drinking. Yeah. But once you're done, you got to put your mask back on. But if the guy beside you Mm -hmm. is not eating or drinking and takes his mask off. Mm. He's out. What if I make that hot dog last three hours? That's what I'm saying. That's like the guy on the flight who bought one of those little cans of Pringles, counted the Pringles, figured out how many bites per Pringle, and then had his mask off for the entire five-hour flight because he made one tiny can of Pringles last. Hashtag math. Right? <laughs> and I want to know, and I'm sure they'll they'll uh, announce this today, MLSC, God. but how are they going to determine... Is it lottery based? Yeah, it's gonna like, be like how are they going to determine who gets that call or gets that email saying that you can't come to the game? It's going to be like the Hunger Games, right? Well, like obvious, show, obviously, like show up and everyone fist fight. Yeah, obviously, what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to take the bottom half of the list, everybody who didn't pay the most for their tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, those people aren't allowed to the game. Then they're going to take the fifty percent who paid the most for their tickets, and they're going to sort of spread them out all over the arena. So lowerable ish, yeah. Yeah, I guess. And spread them out. Yeah. So if yeah. you bought tickets for like the 300s. Right. You pay that 300s I, I level price. Yeah. Chances are you're not going to the game. I would say that that's what would make the most sense to me. Mm. But I don't know if they're giving refunds. I don't actually think they are giving refunds. So maybe it wouldn't be that. Maybe it would be a lottery. Mm. Uh, because I, I think that they're just going to say once things goes back go back to normal, we'll try and get you into another game. So, But, but like every game is sold out. Right. So where do you put the people? Like, what do you do? It's going to have to come down to it's going to have to come down to refunds. I don't know, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The best part about uh, this whole Matrix revelations or what is that? I don't remember what it's called. Revelation, something like that. Resurrection, thank you, is that Keanu Reeves is doing a ton of interviews and Keanu Reeves is just the best. Uh, you know the meme where it's Keanu, sad Keanu, where he's sitting uh, on the park bench yeah. eating a sandwich? Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. he was on Colbert last night and addressed it. And what Colbert shows is there's a picture of a character named Berserker who is from a comic and mm-hmm. they sat him on a bench in the position exactly like sad Keanu was. And so that's what the joke was. But gotcha. here is Colbert and Keanu talking about why he was so sad that day. A very interesting one frame in oh, here, sorry. which... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is happening? I don't know. Here, I'll start to clip over again. Sorry. A very interesting one frame in here, which everyone is saying is a reference to you. You you know what that is. Oh, that one. So we all are familiar. We're all we're all familiar with uh, sad. I'm just eating a sandwich, Sad Keanu. Man. It's a sad Keanu right there. Man, I'm This is a frame sandwich. of Berserker from... Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. So you're not actually sad and sad, Keanu? I was thinking. 
I had some stuff going on. Sure. Uh, I was hungry. So, um, yeah, life in art. Speaking of life in art, or your, your, your life represented in art, wh why do you think you're so memeable? There are so many Keanu memes out there. I have no clue, sir. <laughs> really? Really. You don't understand, like, uh, because you have such a distinct character of your own, and yet people kind of lay on you meaning. You know what I mean? They lay meanings Meme on... on me when you're not strong, <laughs> and I'll be your friend. Keanu's I'll help you care. Also, Keanu's 57. Is he really? He's 57, bro. Like, look at how good that man looks. 57. And not sad. And not sad. Just hungry. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Spider-Man uh, opens tomorrow, or I guess midnight tonight. Is that what it is? No, it's out now. It's out now, right? Please. That's Oh, it opened midnight last night, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. So it's out now. I've uh, been off of Twitter. Yeah? Because I'm scared to see a hashtag that has to do with the movie. Right. I hope. And you didn't watch Hawkeye from last night either, right? I did not. No. Florence I hope. Pugh's the best, man. Much like with Endgame, when that came out, people because I saw it like think two days after it was released. Yeah, and people were cool about not spoiling certain things mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. Endgame mm -hmm. because this new Spider-Man movie right. is so anticipated and like the most I think it was the most pre-sales of any movie in the history. Yeah, I hope people are cool with not spoiling things. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Florence Pugh in uh, Hawkeye, it was like really her episode um, last night. I'm not going to spoil it or anything like this, but I will say Florence Pugh's character as yeah. Black Widow's sister shot up so fast. I mean, after the Black Widow movie, yes, but especially after last night's episode of Hawkeye, mm -hmm. one of my favorite Marvel characters. Already? Already. Wow. Interesting. Already one of my okay. favorite Marvel characters. Love her. Love that character. So Spider-Man. Uh, Tom Holland talking to 11-year-old kid reporter... Uh, uh, Jazzy, we've played a couple of Jazzy's interviews before. Uh, yeah. uh, this is uh, Tom Holland on the sacrifices of becoming a megastar. I know that it's important for kids to remember to work hard in everything that they do. Can you talk about how important it was for you to make different sacrifices in order to be successful point as you are? Well, that's a big question. Um, you know, making sacrifices for your career is always important, but I think that, you know, we should all work to live rather than live to work. Uh, so make sure that those sacrifices are worth it. You know, pursuing a career is one thing, but living a happy life is another. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it swings and roundabouts. It's a case-by-case -case basis, you know? And uh, also, uh, Tom Holland talks to uh, Jazzy about um, when he was younger dealing with uh, dyslexia. I know that you struggle with dyslexia as a kid. How are you able to persevere and learn the skills in order to handle it, to, like, adjust it? Well, it's just about taking your time, giving yourself an appropriate amount of time to do the things you need to do. Uh, you know, the better prepared you are for anything, the more you'll be able to do and accomplish things that are fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of it, really. Well, I think that's really amazing that you learn different skills <laughs> to help you adjust and to help you learn on how to, you know, control it. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> Sweet, I know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Bruce Springsteen just sold his music catalog. You know, artists were doing this, right? Mm -hmm. So back in May, Sony's uh, chief executive said at a, at a, uh, a shareholders meeting back in May, 
that Sony had spent $1.4 billion in acquisitions in the previous six months. Wow. Okay. And we already know Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, Stevie Nicks, Shakira, Neil Young, all these stars have all sold their catalogs. Mm -hmm. So sold the rights to all their music, all their writing, everything else. Um, I think the biggest one at the time was Bob Dylan's catalog, which I believe it was reported that it went for $300 million. And Bruce Springsteen just sold everything that he has ever recorded and written to Sony for a reported $500 million. But why, though? So they I mean, they for $500 now million dollars? They, for $500 million, right? Because what winds up happening is you do this, you cash out basically, right? Yeah. You get the $500 million. Then when you go, okay, you only have to have somebody who manages your estate. You don't have to have somebody who manages your catalog because when you make a deal with Sony in within those deals, you can put slight parameters. I don't think it's a full, you're allowed to do anything. You can't put my, my music in porno, right? Right. Like I think that there are parameters, but they can handle all the music, all the music and all the licensing and what to do with the songs and how to package the songs. We'll leave Uh that to the expert. I don't want my dingbat family fighting over Born to Run, you know, when it's two nephews, three generations from now, right? So if Bruce Springsteen goes on tour, yes, does he then have to get permission or does he have to pay Sony for performing these songs that, uh, that I do, that I own? yeah that I don't know how that part works I'm sure that there's I'm sure he's allowed to perform his own songs yeah uh, but yeah 500 million dollars is what uh, Springsteen's getting for his catalog Not which is bad. an incredible amount the Roz and Mocha show podcast podcast Jeff Garland uh, has uh, been fired from the Goldbergs he plays the dad uh, Murray on the Goldbergs and uh, here's a clip. He's also from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Just for any, you'll know his voice if you don't know the name uh, right off the top. Right in front of the TV, Schwartz, it's a quarter to Remington Steel. Mr. G, I'm worried I'm a pleaser. Well, you're not pleasing me right now. Everyone always wants me to do stuff for them, and I don't know how to say no. You never do anything for anyone. It's easy. Lump. As in just sit there and never move? Definitely, but also L-U-M-P. It's my secret for not doing anything for anyone. You're a lazy monster, and that's what I need. Please, let me learn at your idle feet. Okay, first up is L, lower expectations. It's something I've perfected over time. Dad, can you quiz me with these science flashcards? All right. Uh, and of course, this is after multiple HR investigations. So according to source, a mutual agreement was reached between Jeff Garland and the show. But listen to this. So Garland uh, was believed to have had maybe one shoot day left for season 18, and he will not be back for even that last shoot day. Oh. So Garland addressed the accusations uh, with Vanity Fair earlier this month, uh, which he said that he denied speculation that he had been fired from the show. And a deadline was contacted by a number of current and former co-workers of Jeff Garland on that show, speaking on the condition of anonymity, they said that the work environment on the show was great until Jeff Garland showed up on set. They said he was extremely verbally and emotionally abusive. In the Vanity Fair article, uh, Jeff Garland said that he was just being silly and he's funny and he liked to use the word vagina a lot on set. Uh, but according to sources for the show, camera assistant made a complaint in the depart- to the department head about Garland's use of that word. Uh, after the actor found out, he reportedly put his hands around her and kept saying vagina in her face over and over and over again. Uh, Garland's go-to jokes uh, was uh, was exactly that. And so after two, three, sorry, three HR investigations, wow. uh, Jeff Garland, the dad on the Goldbergs. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Apple TV dropped the stop motion animation short for Ted Lasso. Did you watch this? No. Yeah. It's a Christmas. Um, it's a Christmas special with Is Ted really? Lasso. Yeah. But it's like stop motion, like the little, like it looks like yeah. the like the little people, Is like, it like the a little full like twenty minute. No, episode, no, no, or? no. I think it's like six minutes or something like that. But uh, Ted Lasso uh, uh, loses his mustache, Aww. and then everybody goes looking for it, and then he eventually Ted. winds up finding the true spirit of Christmas, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's Who good. plays the bad guy, Nate? Uh, no, no, no. There's no bad uh, guy. Nate is in it though, but he like he, he they they <laughs> like him Nate? in it, right? It's weird. Please. I did, I you know what I miss What's is that? the I think it was on last night. The Young Rock Christmas episode. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know they were doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how did I miss that? And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. All right, we got a lot of questions to get through today. Let's head to the phones. Hello, Julia. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Um, what is your question for the room? Yeah, my question is, um, has Dammit Mori ever gone to crazy lengths in order to book a guest on the show? Has Dammit Mori ever gone through crazy lengths to book mm. a guest on the show? Uh, we've been asked this question um, a couple of times over the years because there have been times where it seems like uh, something extreme would have had to have happened in order to get that person on the show as fast as we did. Um, Maury, what, do you have an answer for this? Is there anything you can say? Yeah, there's say? two awesome stories. Like, there's tons of stories that are just boring, but there's two great stories. Right. When, when you say boring, what do you mean boring? Like, just the usual chasing ma- and stuff as like As persistent that. as you yeah. have to be in order to... But there's to two that stand out. Yeah. Um, one would be John Stamos when he was filming in town. And I literally spent the whole day camped outside his trailer. What do you, what do you mean? Oh, my God. So, you know, at, on the movie set, they, everybody, all the stars have their trailers where they yeah. go in and hang out in between scenes. We get that, but how did you oh. wind up? <laughs> he said, what did you mean right after I said trailer? I know, What did you mean when you said camped out? Not what did you mean oh, when you said trailer? I brought, I brought a chair and sat outside the door of his trailer. But were you allowed? It was on a public street, so they couldn't ask me to leave. Oh. But how did and you know it was his trailer? Did it say John so Stamos on the front? No, no, it's character it's names. Character so names. I just did like an yeah. IMDb search. Who's he playing in this movie? Okay, that's the trailer. Yeah. So when he came back to his trailer afterwards, he was like, you know, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, hi, I'm Maury from the Razimoka show. I also tweeted at you. I'm here. I would love to have like a fun moment with you. Yeah. I've been here for hours. What do you say? Right. Thinking, okay, this can go one of two ways. Yeah. Obviously horribly wrong or okay. Yeah. And he was like, just give me a second. Let me just go freshen up inside. And we came out. We hugged. And we got pictures of him and I hugging, yeah. and we did, like, a fun interview together. We aired it on this show. We it was did. great. Uh, so yeah. how long were you camped out there for? I'd say about four or five hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and oh my God. It was how a many summer minutes? day, so it didn't matter Beautiful. to me. How many minutes did you have with him? He gave me, like, a good ten minutes. Oh, yeah. wow, that's nice. Worth yeah. it, though. Worth Which it. on set is uh, a long time because yeah. these people have lots to do. Yeah. Uh, the second one was when Donald Trump wasn't hated by everyone around the world and he was just a reality star. Right. And we wanted him for the show, and I found his fax number because he only dealt with fax machines. <laughs> and so every single day after the show, I would fax the same letter. Every day, you know, re- the, the same letter. Now you didn't even every change single, it up. Nah, just oh. every single day. And finally, his assistant Rhoda called me and was like, "Hey, look, we've been getting your faxes every day. Yeah, he says he'll do it. Okay, you know." And then I made that happen. But it was just literally. And then did you have a picture of him, hu- like you guys hugging as well? That in Toronto a, on stage, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he sent me a letter. I still have it home. He sent me a letter, just congratulating me on my persistence. Yeah. 
Yeah. Autographed in his gold more, pen. Maury misses Donald Trump. You can I tell. Know, huh? Big time. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, missed, more, I missed two things from him. I miss yes. how crazy and accessible he was, and yeah. I just miss how he was just like you know you could ask him anything. It was and it was fine to do yeah. so, and he would always give you an incredible answer. Right. Maury has zero. I would say less than zero. Um, interest in politics uh-huh. maury i would say has zero interest in like mainstream social issues <laughs> i would no, say because i don't understand i would say maury has but but maury loved the idea that donald trump was president even way longer than people <laughs> should have because maury was still convinced that maybe one day he would get to go to the white house <laughs> and become and be friends with the president Could you imagine? Right? Could you imagine if Donald Trump like sent you a letter being like, "Hey man, I remember you being so persistent back in the day." I'd go. Well, well, the problem was when when see when when Maury and Matthew used to go to New York every year for Christmas. Oh yeah. Um, they would. Their favorite hotel was the oh the, the Trump the Trump Hotel. Mm-hmm. And then the problem was that when Trump got elected, you guys went back one other time, right? Not only that, we went to visit Rhoda. She took us on the tour and showed us Trump's office. Right. So while and this is well, you nobody would have done this. No, right, okay. Yeah. And then so Matthew and Maury were pissed off because when everybody started hating Donald Trump, they didn't jump on the "let's all hate Donald Trump" train. They jumped on the "well, now we can't go to our favorite hotel anymore yeah. because we'll get canceled." It's <laughs> 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 a beautiful hotel. <laughs> well, there you go, Julia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, have a wonderful it. day. Hey, wait, are you gonna ask me the question? Between Ross and Mocha, Julia, who is your favorite? Well, I'm a brown girl from Scarborough, but Ross, Ross. Is totally. My favorite. Oh, 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 are you serious, Julia? I'm sorry, Mocha. I'm sorry. You. I love Ross so much. That may be the first time that's ever happened. Wow, from my hometown, <laughs> Julia. You're gonna do that to your own people. I love you, Mocha. I love you too. But oh my God, Ross just has my heart. What could I say? Oh wow, okay. you can have it. This Damn. is your first brown it. girl. What's that? This is your first brown girl. I don't think it's my first brown girl, but I think it's my first brown girl to admit it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Thanks, yeah. Julia. I love you lots. I love you. Love you guys. Bye, Bye. Annie. Bye uh, Jeffrey Yoon says here, let's change it up. If, if Roz was gay and single, would he date Mocha? <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not answering that question. Oh my yeah, god! I thank would. God, because I when I, I read would. this, I, I no, thought, I totally would. You were, oh, I totally would. <laughs> Aiden says here, if you had to take, okay, here we go. If you had to take on one quality or feature from Damn It, Maury, what would it be? Example, his inability to listen, his signature wheeze, one quality or feature from Dammit Maury. Okay, so here's the question, though, okay? Yeah. So immediately, Mocha, when you start, when somebody asks you the question, if you had to take on one quality or feature of mm-hmm. Dammit Maury, you immediately start putting a list together in your head of, okay, well, what are the good ones that you wouldn't mind having? Right. So as soon as you read that question, I started in my head trying to put a list together of the good ones. Yeah. So come back to you. What you still think? I, I do you have a list of the good ones? The only thing that pops into my mind right now, and it's because we just finished talking about it. Yes. Is damn it. Maury's persistence when trying to book somebody for the show. For me, I wouldn't spend that much time, although I appreciate all the time that you do spend. But I think that you do have that persistence. You just wouldn't spend it in that direction. I think that it, you would be... Right. So would, you have that already. But my time would be spent doing other things, not focused on that one no, thing. No, no, but but let, let's say something that you do not have. So a, a feature or what was it? A feature? 
Uh, or quality. Or quality that you do not have that Maury has that you would adopt. Um, Give great massages. <sighs> See what I'm saying? You're yeah. trying to put a list together, uh -huh. right? It's very difficult. No offense. I can't come up with anything either. What do you mean? Mm. Of, of good things. Like <laughs> if, 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 if Roz and I were to take a quality or feature from you that you're yeah. proud of, right? Yeah, you're or, asking. I, I'm, I'm thinking. What do you think? I'm thinking. Can I say, no, can I, you know what I will say this morning? I will say I'm very good at loving. No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. That is not what I would beg for you. Yeah, no. Um, I would say this, Maury. You know what? You know what I would take of yours, honestly? Because it makes people feel fantastic. And I do not have this, which is I would say that in general life, it's very difficult to make me laugh. Okay. I would take on your giggliness over absolute nonsense and unfunny jokes because I think that you are oftentimes the only person who finds something funny. And I think that that makes the person who said it feel great about themselves. There you go. So I think that I would, I would take that. I would, I would take on, I would happily take on that, that quality. I, I like I like happily. I like pretending to pay attention to things. Yeah, but you don't actually pay attention to things. Like though. I'm really I love watching documentaries. Why instead of pretending, Maury, to pay attention to things, mm -hmm. why not just pay attention to I things? I don't have my I, my mind wanders. Right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Jamie says here, what's one food or meal you ate as a child but mm. find disgusting now as an adult, and vice versa? Um, uh, hate as a child, but love now. We've we've talked about this before, and I I mm. when I was a kid, man, Campbell's tomato soup was the greatest thing ever. It was always lunch, every lunch, can of Campbell's tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich. And in my adult life, I went to the store and I wanted to have a little nostalgic meal, and I made a grilled cheese and opened up a can of Campbell's chicken soup, uh, channel Campbell's tomato soup, and I cooked it the way that I normally did, and I took one bite of the soup and I threw it down the drain. Yeah. Because it's too sweet, and I never remembered it being that sweet. Um, so for me, I loved when I was a kid Campbell's tomato soup, and now I I would never like I just wouldn't. Yeah, mine is actually not that I'm just hating on Campbell's. It just so happens that they make yeah. it, but chunky soup. Really? Huh? Yeah, oh. I used to demolish cans on cans. I think I still would demolish a can and then, of chunky soup. And then um, I remember there was one day like Jenna and I were at the grocery store, and I was like, "You never had this before?" And she was like, "No." And I said, "Okay, I'm gonna get a can." Yeah. Because I hadn't had it in years. Yeah. And then I had it, and oh, man, it did not taste the way I remember no. it. And I felt like garbage after. Right. Like, it did not do well in my system whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, you know what I used to love when I was a kid and I what? don't anymore? Sour cream and onion chips. Really? Oh, they my they were my favorites. Oh my they God. were my favorites. Not anymore. I don't oh, like wow. them. And on the flip side, the one thing that I can't stand now yeah. that I liked when I was a kid, only because my parents gave it to me all the time mm -hmm. was like celery right like i don't like celery now right i mean i'll eat it when it comes with wings but like if growing up my mom would like but what do you love now that celery... you hated then though that's the flip side oh what do i love now that i hated then like i'll give you a great example my brother okay hmm. who is one of the greatest pizza eaters you will ever see in your life yeah my brother didn't have his first slice of pizza that, oh God, I'm gonna say he was in his 20s. What? Yeah, hated it. Your whole life? Hated it. What? He wouldn't even try. It disgusted him. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It disgusted him, and then he, and then he came around to it. Same thing with um with cheeseburgers. 
What? Would need a, would need a, a cheeseburger. Lie. Would need a cheeseburger. Really? No. And then eventually he did. Now it's his two favorite things. Um, By the way, mine I, is um, Chef Boyardee. Oh. Which one? Like that you love now that you hate? No, as a kid, I, I loved them then. Yeah. I tried it recently now, just because I was a nostalgia thing, just like you and Jenna. Yeah. Whereas, like, oh my god, my dad used to leave me cans of these when he would go out on dates. Remember the little ones mm-hmm. that you would oh. just like, oh. yeah, yeah, crack yeah. open Amazing. and eat. Cold. These were like the the round, the sort of beefaronis and stuff. Okay, oh, so, god, so I would I would now. say that beefaroni to me was the best of the Chef Boyardee. Have you had it recently? No, <laughs> that's what I I'm used talking to always about. Eat the uh, the ravioli. The ones. raviolis. Uh-huh. No. See, I couldn't do that because anytime you tried to pick up one of them with the fork, the meat fell out. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, ravioli and yes, the beefaroni. (laughs) 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 And what I like now that I didn't like when I was a kid was beer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. True that. True that. Um, I, I don't have an answer then. What I like now that I didn't like as a kid. There has to be something. I'm sure there is. I just can't think of it. To right me, because I remember my dad used to let me finish his beers, and it was just the nastiest thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that everybody would say coffee. We had a coffee conversation with Roxy the other day. I love. Black Why was she asking? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. She was just like, I was pouring it. She was like, Blech. and I'm like, oh. listen, I'm, you know, I'm like, guaranteed she's I'm gonna like, love it. I'm like, there's gonna be a day where I put a pot of coffee on in the morning, and then I'm go off and do something, and I come back, and you've probably had it all yeah and she's like never and i'm like no no it's probably gonna happen right like, it's probably I gonna happen love absolutely love the smell yeah. of fresh coffee. when did you yeah. start regularly drinking coffee probably college college See, yeah it was a year I, ago what? a year ago so i used to drink coffee with like a crap ton of sugar and cream right but about a year ago i started just drinking black coffee yeah because like i got some of the pods or something like that and I love black coffee. Yeah, it's not bad. Black coffee's not bad. I love it black. Yeah, sorry, yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's you're the only one that thought that was racist when we were talking about coffee. <laughs> uh, uh, I gee, I started drinking coffee regularly. Like wake up in the morning and have a coffee in grade ten. What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I did. I drink coffee when I was in high school. I don't think so. No? I think like straight up. College really was and when then, I started and drinking then, coffee. And then I remember grade 11 and 12, um, the only place in the school that you could get coffee was in, like, the teacher's lounge. And Don't tell me you went to the teacher's lounge. Yeah, to have a, to grab a coffee. Yeah, for no. sure we did. Yeah, Were yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like it was kind of like in the office kind of thing, but they had one of those big giant coffee things. Uh-huh. And that you had to pay for? And, no, 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 no. What you just, world? Yeah, 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 students yeah. get free coffee. Yeah, and, and at high school in the early nineties. Oh Jesus. wow! Right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. You could still smoke in the teachers' lounge when I was. What? In. Oh, yeah. yeah really? Was, yeah. You would you'd walk by that part of the that part of the school reek like cigarettes. See, when I went to high school, there was no smokers. Really? Even out by what? the port, even out by the portables and stuff, I never saw kids smoking. Oh my god! Maybe it is didn't hang out at the right. Like time. I went to school in North York, Ontario. Like I mean, yeah. it was just like there were there's no smokers. I there. would oh say god. I would say that um, at least fifty percent of the teachers at my high school that I had as, like as teachers smoked cigarettes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. The guy in the wood sh- in the wood shop would just open up the bay doors and just, and wa- just, and just right and, no, just walk outside. Oh. Open up the bay doors in his classroom. And just like oh, while and, class and, was happening, and just, yeah, like if we because it was like wood shop, so like sure. you would do your your lecture, he would do like his thing, and then we would have to go and build stuff, and he would just open up the bay doors, and if he had a minute, he would just like walk outside and grab a butt in in the back on the like like on the concrete, but uh-huh. it was like a huge garage door. It's like standing outside your own garage having a sure. cigarette, yeah, 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 and yeah. all your students are inside the garage. My wood teacher was the creepiest guy ever. Yeah, he used to anytime he would come around and Call check out your wood teacher. That's weird, man. <laughs> you mean wood shop. That's super weird, dude. <laughs> he used to come around and check people's work, but he had this weird thing where he would press his 
penis up against the desk. Yeah. Whenever he was talking to you, he would always just start pressing his penis oh, up against it, they, the yeah, desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wood on wood. Yeah, it's just wood <laughs> on wood. Caitlin says here, what's one thing you hate doing with your kids, especially in the winter? I hate getting my daughter ready to go outside. Preschoolers take forever. Always seems like a fight. I wish I could skip over it. Hmm. Um, let's see here. What do, do I, I hate? hate? Like, what do I hate doing with my kid? I don't really hate I'm doing I'm sure putting on gloves and the kid. jacket and everything like that. No, I stopped, I stopped fighting years ago. I'm like, listen, Oh, no, we gonna, still, yeah, gonna... I think the one thing that I hate is, especially now, actually, no, not even now that it's winter. Yeah. Any time where he's maybe a little bit in a mood and we have to leave the house. Right. And just getting him to get out of the house. Right. Do you ever just get grab him and go? On. Yeah, but oh, still, yeah. still yeah. like screaming, right? And kicking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Just getting the shoes on, getting the jacket if a jacket <laughs> needs to be put on, hat if the hat needs to be put on, yeah. getting your stuff to, 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 to leave, right? Catherine, um, we were, I, I was, I was out at the, I had driven out to the cottage, which is let for anybody who doesn't know, it's like, a, let's say 90 minutes outside of the city. Kind of uh-huh. thing. It's all highway driving, everything else. I was already there. Catherine and Roxy were coming to, um, spend the weekend with me come and meet me there and i got there and Catherine rocks got there came in unloaded groceries i grabbed their bags brought them in the house um we were in and out of the house like all weekend it was like fall like it wasn't summer it mm-hmm. was fall it wasn't warm you needed a hoodie to go outside right yeah so we were like outside doing stuff all three of us everything else and then like two nights we stayed there two nights and then on the sunday uh we were getting ready to go and uh, Rox was walking out of the the house to get in the car with Catherine, and I was like, I was like, Rook, well, go put your shoes on. She's like, I don't have any. I was like, What do you mean you don't what? have any? She's like, I forgot them. I'm like, Where'd <laughs> you forget them? She's like, At home in the city. I'm like, Wait a second. So when you went to get in mom's car in the city, you went out there barefoot and just got in the car and drove all the way up here and spent the whole weekend doing outside stuff, and you had no shoes, and it didn't like, like. You just didn't bring shoes, and now you're going home without shoes? She's like, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wasn't so, her feet frozen? No, she doesn't care. Kids don't care. Like, she does not care, right? Like, kids don't care. And you can't tell them they're going to be cold because they know they're going to be cold. Yeah. So so then they'll the, just and- do they'll just do it out of spite at that uh-huh. point, right? Yeah. Like, the, I, don't, I don't say anything to her. I'm like, yeah, wow. so what? You didn't, you didn't bring three shoes. Three days and no shoes. Three days How does she not have no shoes? extra shoes there? Well, she does, but she did. They're their shoes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She can't. So wear them she home. was leaving. So she was just like wow. walking back but out even to while the car. She was there, we she have didn't a gravel wanna... driveway. Oh, yes. that's gonna hurt. Okay, <laughs> like we have a gravel driveway. Was her f- the bottom of her foot like full of calluses yeah, or something? Yeah. She can't feel nothing. I don't know, but that's what kids do, right? They'll just do stuff like that. Yeah. Like where'd you? Where, where's the thing? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Like how do you not know? Uh, Rayman46 has a question for you, Roz. Yeah. Uh, if Roz was gay and single, would he have a, a one-night stand with Dammit Maury? Oh, a one-night stand, not even date. Great question, because it's not dating. Right. Uh, I don't do these questions. Uh, Poppy says here, would you rather get $1 every time you compliment someone or $2 every time you insult someone? Oh, $1 every time I compliment someone, because I can do that all day. Yeah, but you also insult people all day. Yeah, but it's more difficult to insult somebody. Mm-hmm. I could just, you could walk around and just being like, you could walk down the street and go just like, uh, you know, great bag. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Nobody's going to be offended by that. I'd you'd, just be racking up money all day. Yeah, you'd yeah. make more that way. Yes. Yeah. I would say that I would also choose the $1 because okay. I don't want to be mean. 
Okay, what to people, if, okay, just what, for the extra, okay, what extra if, it, let's say, okay, let's say you made $1 every time you complimented somebody, yeah. right? But you made 50 every time you Man, insulted somebody. Man, but that's not the question. <laughs> yeah, you can still make more complimenting but I, but it, somebody. But, it, but I made it better. Let's say a hundred every time you a insult hundred? somebody. Yeah. No, I'm still taking the dollar. You are. No, still, no. Yeah, because you can throw you around more. You have to compliment a hundred people versus just one insult and there's your day. I know, yeah. but still, you can compliment way more people in your day than you can. Or at least feel better about yourself complimenting people as opposed to going around like throwing disses well, everywhere. I would, I would absolutely take the hundred dollars for insulting would people. Would you? Yeah, yeah. You can insult the same person every day. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess you could. All the time. All the all the time. Also, you know what you know what I would do? Because there's nothing. Read the question again. Would you rather get one dollar every time you compliment someone or two dollars yeah. every time you insult someone? So I would do stuff like this where like I'm on the road and if I'm driving by somebody, I'd be like, idiot! Oh, 100 bucks. Right, 100 bucks. <laughs> 100 bucks. There you yeah. go. Uh, thank you for all your questions. Oh, you, you missed Rayman's question there. Oh, if Ross was getting single, would he have a one-night stand with Damon Moore? No, um, I'm not. I don't do these hypothetical it's questions. It's Christmas. You know that. It's Christmas. You want me to answer the question, Maury? Do you really want oh, me no. to answer the ruin question, Christmas. Maury? Yes, do it. Do you want me to ruin Christmas? Come on. Come on. Come on. Insult. 100 me, bucks. Do you want me to ruin? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, y'all, this has been the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.